0: What's good, everybody, and welcome to the Amatelic Italia's podcast with yours, Shirley Jai Shields, presented by Manscaped, here on this Super Bowl weekend of Friday, February the 11th, the year 2022. Lots to do, lots to talk about here on this uh, program before Super Bowl 56. Super Bowl 56 preview show, touch all angles of the Los Angeles Rams, NFC champion for the 2021 NFL season, taking on the 2021 AFC champion, my Cincinnati Bengals Uh, touch on touch on this game. The storylines break it down as far as X's and O's are concerned. And we even have a good guest for you here on this episode. Uh, the only Ram fan that exists, the only true, genuine Ram fan that exists in Southern California, in the greater LA slash Orange County area of, uh, of of the Southern California region, the great, um, the, the classic and the great Mad Dog Sports Radio caller, haven't had him on in a really, really, really long time, it's been a minute. The great Mike in Orange County will join us to give us a little bit of a, uh, rant, give us a Ram perspective in a Southern California field as this game essentially is taking place uh, in his uh, in his backyard. We'll talk to him a little bit later on in the program. Where we, I will save the X's and O's in a breakdown and, of course, give my prediction the whole nine yards. But um, the storylines, touch on four storylines. Uh, heading into this game, to keep an eye on here as we as the clock clicks to, uh, ticks closer and closer to kickoff. Um, Storyline number one heading into Sunday's game is whose suffering will end on Sunday. You know, you got two two teams that are playing in this game. Uh, you know, the Rams franchise has not won a Super Bowl since nineteen ninety nine. So it's been what? So it's been. 22, no, yeah, 20. has been 22 years since the last time the Rams won a championship, and that was back in St. Louis. While during the Rams two tenures since 2016, and then of course when they were in and when they uh, w- came to Los Angeles in the around in the back in the 50s, they had not won an NFL championship, uh, or not I shouldn't say not won an NFL championship. They had not won a Super Bowl in the Super Bowl era in the history of the Los Angeles Rams franchise. If you go ahead and you look at the Los Angeles Rams and what they've done as a franchise while based in uh the city of Angels, you'll see that they have won, that they've uh that they've won uh that they won one soul conference championship. Uh, in Los Angeles and that was in 1979 in which they lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, in Super Bowl uh, in Super Bowl 14, which ironically enough was a Super Bowl that was played in the greater LA area, like this year's like uh, this year's Super Bowl is, and also ironically enough, not only do the Rams have the Super Bowl essentially in their home backyard like they did in 1979, but it's also uh, against an AFC North back in those days, AFC Central opponent, with the Steelers being who they went up against 40 plus years ago, and the Cincinnati Bengals being who they placed in excuse me who they played. Who they play in two thousand in the two thousand and twenty one season? February of twenty twenty two. That game, of course, was played January of nineteen eighty. Um, but you know, whose suffering ends on Sunday? Of course, the Rams. Yeah, I won't. They aren't necessarily the the avenue of which I'm going at with the Rams. My point of emphasis, as far as the suffering goes, to Matthew Stafford. Of course, all those years, quarterback for the Detroit Lions, never won a playoff game 0-3, lost the home playoff game to the Saints, lost the home playoff game, or home playoff game, all three road games, I apologize, lost the road playoff game to the Saints, road playoff game to the Dallas Cowboys, lost the road playoff game to the Seattle Seahawks, joins or gets traded to the Los Angeles Rams. It became official back in March of 2021, but the trade was announced, you know, to the public, and the trade was made it wasn't official because the nfl season wasn't officially over yet because remember that trade went down during super bowl week uh during super bowl week uh in the in the days leading up to chiefs bucks uh super bowl 55 uh, last winter that trade went down during super bowl week and it didn't become official until you know of course until the super bowl was over because we were still although it- all but all but two teams season was over at that point in time. The NFL season, of course, by rule wasn't officially over yet, so the trade wasn't made official until early uh mid-March. But the trade was made. Uh with, but the trade was made. I believe it was on January, uh I believe it was either I think it was January 30th that trade was made. And then all of a sudden you turn around 365 days later, Matthew Stafford in his first season with the LA Rams takes them uh takes them to Super Bowl 56 and wins them their second NFC Conference Championship in the last, what, four seasons or so, you know, eight to 18, and then the 19, 20, 20 yeah, their second uh, NFC Conference Championship in four seasons. Uh, so you got the element with Matthew Stafford and and, the, and this being essentially the closest that the Detroit Lions, the rebuilding since 1957, Detroit Lions have been to the Super Bowl since, you know, when they hosted it back in February of 06, Super Bowl 40, Steelers and uh, Seahawks, so you know, there's a so a lot of Detroit Lion fans are going to be into it and into this game and rooting like hell for Matthew Stafford, uh, just as much as you know the Mike in Orange County and the the few and rare breed of uh, of diehard Rams fans that are you know that are fifty years of age or older. Um, but so you have that element to keep an eye on heading into Sunday, and you also of course have my Cincinnati Bengals. Listen, if you've been a listener to this show, hey, I thank you. If you've been a listener and a subscriber of this show, if you are familiar to with with me, my Twitter feed, and the Cincinnati Bengals history and everything else, you know that this franchise, you know, going to Super Bowls isn't exactly a, a once in a life isn't exactly a yearly or by. Uh, annual occur or you know it isn't a yearly or a once every other year type of occurrence a lot of the New England Patriots or you know it, it just doesn't happen historically with the Cincinnati Bengals franchise their first Super Bowl appearance was 40 years ago 1981 Super Bowl 16 losing to the uh, San Francisco 49ers that ironically enough with of course with the passing of John Madden becomes apropos because that was John Madden's first ever Super Bowl that was uh, that he did as a broadcaster 40 years ago and then of course they lose Super Bowl 23 to to San Francisco Bengals failed to score an offensive touchdown in that game. Um, and of course you have the Stanley Wilson mess, you know, get caught in getting caught in 4k the night before the game in his, uh, in his hotel room with, you know, doing, doing a line of Coke and just a huge mess that was and him not being able to play in that game and Tim Crumride breaking his leg in the opening quarter, uh, against San, against San Francisco down in Miami. and. And you know the playoff losses, the the the, the drought, the sh- the drought that started. You know with their playoff loss to the Los Angeles, uh, to the Los Angeles Raiders, and the, and the quote unquote curse of Bo breaking Bo Jackson's hip and and essentially ending his NFL career, and then of course the playoff loot the playoff loss losing streak, the O loss, the O nine the 2013, and twenty fifteen home playoff losses to the Jets, Chargers and Steelers, the back to back road losses to you know TJ Yates and Matt Schaub and the Houston Texans. And allowing a uh, T.J. Watt to take over the game and run rampant all up and down the Bengals' offense in 2011, 2012, 2014. A.J. Green done play concussion injury. They were not compet- weren't competitive. Did not show up whatsoever in their playoff game against Indianapolis. Of course, the the, the mediocre uh, the mediocre years of 2016, of uh, 2016, 17, and 18. Nineteen, they're the worst team in the sport. They get the number one overall pick. They draft Joe Burrow. Things kind of look promising, although the offensive line's a mess. It takes a while for them to win their first game of the season. Joe Burrow goes down November twenty second, twenty twenty, at FedEx Field uh, in the game against Washington. he gets his, AC, he gets his ACL uh, ripped to shreds out for the season. I'm over. I'm on here screaming and yelling. Uh, you know, get rid of Zach Taylor, clean house, fire everybody, Mike Brown, sell the team, whole nine yards. Uh, you know, Joe, then Joe Broke, you know, then the, before that, then the draft comes along. I'm simply saying we got to draft Sewell. We got to build the offensive line, protect our investment. You guys certainly make that analogy 9,000 times. Uh, you know, you got to protect the investment. You know, you got you got a million dollar match. You got to make sure you have some good insurance on it. You know, yeah, you know, and so on and so forth. They draft, they draft Jamar Chase, uh, Joe Burrow's buddy and former uh, college teammate with the fifth overall pick was, you know, did not like the pick at all under any circumstances, slammed the Bengals for it a little bit. But in fairness, I did come on in this show after the draft back in the springtime and say, look. I'm not in favor of it. I don't like it, but I will reserve my judgment whether or not to praise or crucify the Bengals based on how this season goes. And you know, if it, it, obviously, I, obviously, you can't kill it. You can't crucify the Bengals for it. They, it was a gamble of a lifetime, gamble of a lifetime. But boy, did they! Hit, boy, did they hit a three-run home run out of the park with this one. I mean, if it ain't for if it ain't for Jamar Chase, I understand. Bro's best player, most valuable player on the team. He's the quarterback. He's the heart and soul of this team. Whole nine yards and the talent with Chase and Boyd and Mixon and Uzama and Awuzie and Mike Hilton and Eli Apple making plays, you know, every now and then. And Jesse Bates and Von Bell and Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard and the kicker Evan McPherson. All, all of that, you know, all that aside, with all due respect to those guys, and those guys are just as much of a reason, and you know, and oh, and you know, they got n- not to take anything away from those guys, but you know, without Jamar Chase and the deadly connection that he and Burrow have had this season, I don't, th- I don't think they're participating. Uh, you know, playing for an NFL championship comes uh, comes su- come Sunday afternoon LA time. I mean, it, it's just been a phenomenal draft pick, phenomenal magical season. He goes ahead and, and, and just sets the world on fire. Opening game against the, against the Vikings. Force a Dalvin Cook fumble in the overtime period. Uh F. McPherson first, get, you know, NFL regular season, NFL debut. He kicks a game-winning field goal in overtime. Bengals go to one and zero. They stink up the joint. Offensive line can't can't block a damn soul. Joe Burrow three straight passes, three straight interceptions uh in the bear game just completely abysmal 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 laws to get themselves on track with some wins against pittsburgh they climb back from double digit deficit against the jaguars at home on thursday night uh on september 30th and they uh and then they you know proceed to, you know they go out there and they, they blow out the Lions, which was light work take care of the Ravens, which everybody, you know, raised an eyebrows and says, okay, since I, Bengals are going be, to be competitive, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with here. And then all of a sudden, you know, they go into the Mike White game against the Jets and just lay a complete fat egg in that game, which ironically enough, that was the not counting the Week 18 game because that game meant nothing, and about 80% of the Bengals starters didn't play Joe Burrow and Glute, so you throw that game out, that game's a wash, that game doesn't count. You take out that Brown game week 18 in Cleveland. The Bengals have not lost a road game since that Halloween upset against Mike White and the New York Jets, which is uh, that you know just to give it a little bit of perspective. That day, what that night was game five of the World Series, which 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 is crazy, crazy when you really think about it. But you know they bounced back. A couple wins here, couple wins there. They beat Vegas. They destroy Pittsburgh. Uh, then they, you know, they, 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 they don't, you know, they are, they get the just ran out of the building by the Chargers. Start to put together a little bit of a comeback. Then Joe Mixon, out of clear blue sky, fumbles officially puts the game out of reach. The game against San Francisco, the, you know, the special teams was an absolute mess. We you know we can't uh, muffin punts left and right. It was just an absolute disgrace. Somehow, some way, climb out of the, climb out of the ditch that we dug ourselves in to somehow tie the game up, force the game into overtime, lose to San Francisco. Remember, I came on here and uploaded the rant. You can go check it out at uh, Mattel underscore at Amatel underscore podcast on Instagram, and at Amatel underscore it, T-I-E is on Twitter, screaming and yelling, saying Zach Taylor is a joke. Get him out of here. Get, get him out. He's fired. It's enough. This team's a disgrace. You know, Zach Taylor with the cockney saying nobody wants to play us. You know, you lost to the Jets. You lost to the Bears. You got destroyed at home. Chargers and 49ers back-to-back. Season's over. This team ain't going nowhere. Same old Cincinnati Bungles. And then since that game just been on absolute tear. They win a gritty, grindy, grindy uh defense of Sugfest 15-10 against uh, against Denver. Then they then the next game they, uh, again, back but again for the 9,000th time, Ravens had something to play for as well. Blow the Ravens out the building at Paul Brown Stadium, sweep them for the first time in eons. Then go ahead against the Big Bad back-to-back AFC champion, Kansas City Chiefs, week 17 game. Uh, down 14 points multiple times in that game, hold Kansas City at only three points offensively, uh, and and just put on an absolute tremendous comeback. Uh, the game, go, you know, and they win the game at the gun. Evan McPherson field goal to win Cincinnati at first division title in 2015. Week and then of course the, the of course the Raider playoff game wild card weekend things got weird with the officiant. He got a little nervous and all of a sudden Jermaine Pratt here I come to save the day catches the game clinching interception they end the playoff drought get their first playoff win the Bengals do in more than a generation then they go to Tennessee big bad Tennessee Titans number one seed Mike Vrabel coach of the year regular season which was awarded Thursday night shout out to him. Uh, the, the Titans' ferocious defensive front sacks Joe Brown nine times, yet the Bengals somehow still ain't find a way to win the game. On large part because of Ryan Tannehill's ineptitude and uh, and and his three interceptions, throwing to Jesse Bates first play from scrim, you know, first play from scrimmage for Tennessee in the first quarter. Not to mention Eli Apple making a tremendous read on a, on a screen pattern, which gave the momentum right back to Cincinnati after Tennessee. Had that uh, ferocious 56-yard run inside to get inside the, uh, the uh, to get inside the red zone inside Cincinnati's 20-yard line, and then of course in the final closing seconds of left in regulation, Ryan Tannehill throws past middle of the field, gets deflected right into the hands of Logan Wilson, gives Cincinnati a short field. Evan McPherson 56 yards. Well, looks like we're going to the AFC Championship game here, boys. Nails it. Bengals go to their first AFC Championship since the since the 1988 season they're down you know they're down 21-3 against Kansas City defense can't stop a freaking thing they get a clutch tackle clutch stop at the end of the half Eli Apple taking advantage of the Chiefs cockiness and sheer stupidity Eli Apple tackles uh tackles uh Tyree Killing bounds no time left on the clock Kansas City has no timeouts going to halftime uh, going to halftime, uh, down, uh, down the, uh, down double digits. They come all, they climb all the way back, force the game. Uh, Kansas City forces the game into overtime times game ties the game up at 24 points. A base Evan McPherson chip shot field goal Bengals win the asked championship for the first time since 1988 in advanced Super Bowl 56. So who's suffering is going to end first Stafford with the lions or the Cincinnati Bengals as a franchise. That's number one. Number two, Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams and trying to get a second chance. You know, McVay, uh, you know, if over-coaching or over-preparing or over-analyzing an opponent is a thing, Sean McVay did it. And as a result, he got coached circles around by Bill Belichick in Super Bowl Fifty Three. Offense was 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 just absolutely inept. They were not fantastic at stopping the run. Uh, they allowed Grunk- they allowed Gronkowski they allowed Gronkowski and Julian Edelman to make a couple plays, albeit the Patriots only put the ball in the end zone one time, and that was in the fourth quarter of that game. Uh, just an apt, a future job by McVay getting out coached by Belichick, was just absolutely enamored by him in the pre. If you listen to the, to the mic up before the game, it's like, Oh wow. I can't believe it's an, o-. like he's sitting up here kissing the ring of Belichick when he has to go out there and out coach him and beat him and win a championship and golf stunk offense, offense also wasn't apt. I understand, you know, no girly it's, it's uh, it's cam makers and, um, and uh, Sony Michelle, not uh, not Todd Gurley, and it's uh, Matthew Stafford, and not Jared Goff, but McVay and the other players that remain on that. You know Aaron Donald, him being included. All the players that were that are still remaining from that 2018 season, the opportunity for them to get a second chance is now on Sunday, and you don't know uh, if you're ever going to get a third chance, and so you want to take advantage. And seize the moment. Be grateful for the opportunity that you that you that you're able to get a second chance, especially you know in such a short time frame with your second Super Bowl appearance in the last four seasons. And of course, you know the Sean McVay uh, Zach Taylor connection. Zach Taylor, the last game he ever coached as a member of McVay's staff with the Rams was Super Bowl 53 as as uh, Jared Goff's quarterback coach. He comes from the uh, Sean McVay coaching tree. So you know NFL Network, ESPN, and NBC, can can you know do all the interviews and do a little nice little 20 minute features for their eight hour pregame shows? So the Cows come home, uh, so they can get themselves all giddy with that. Uh, that's a, just a little quick little tidbit. And then the last thing is, you know, will the Rams fan show up? Rams fan, then uh, we got you know, the it was Levi Stadium South in week 18 when they played San Francisco. And two weeks ago, when they played San Francisco, and from what I'm hearing and what I've been able to read off of, as far as uh, you know, people calling in to talk radio shows and on Twitter, is that it sounds like SoFi Stadium is going to be about 65% Bengals fans, and 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 if that ends up now, again, I'm a Bengals fan. I would no, I would, it would nothing would make my heart happier than for SoFi Stadium come 3:30. Local times uh, Sunday afternoon to be essentially Paul Brown Stadium of the of of the of the of the West, but from a Ram perspective, that 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 if that actually happens, that that's disgraceful. So you got whose suffering will end Sunday? Stafford or the Bengals franchise? McVay and the Rams getting their second chance, uh, getting their second chance trying to avenge a Super Bowl fifty three defeat against the Patriots. The Zach Taylor Sean McVay connection. If you're into that, uh, if you're into that, you know, you know that little cute quirky story of Taylor coming from the McVay coaching tree, and the fact that they're the that that the two of them are the are the two youngest uh, head coaches, the two youngest head coaches in Super Bowl history. With a combined 74 years and 299 days old, which is the it's the youngest combined age for two head coaches in, in Super Bowl history, almost by a whole nine years, and it's also the first playoff matchup with two head coaches under 40 since 1952. And it's also ironic because the year prior, you had the you had the two oldest coaches to coach their team to a Super Bowl with Bruce Arians. The, the combined age between Bruce Arians. And of course, uh, Big Red Andy Reid. So you have McVay-Terry connection. Will the Rams fans show up? I don't think that will, but that's something to pay attention to. We'll get Mike's uh, two cents on that when he comes on later on the program. McVay, and the Rams getting their second chance, and who suffering will end? Uh, who suffering will end come Sunday night? We'll get to the nitty gritty of the actual game itself of Super Bowl Fifty Six. This is the Amatelica TIS podcast presented by Manscaped. Don't go anywhere. Back after this. Roses are red, violets are blue, don't let wild pube wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for this special occasion. This Valentine's Day, it's the time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders, in the below-the-waist grooming with our exclusive offer. So just go to manscaped.com and use the code THESHIELD5 for 20% off plus free shipping. The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is just a thing every guy needs in his life to make each and every single day just a little bit more special. The number one product in this package is the Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin, and get this, the trimmer's advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate partners in crime. It even has a 4000K LED spotlight so you can shave anywhere your hearts may so desire. That I mention it's also waterproof. This package also includes the weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer to whack all the worst of your weeds. Manscaped even through and not one but two free gifts. their shed travel bag and anti-chafing boxer briefs to keep your boys stored comfortably throughout the day. To complete the perfect package for your said package are liquid formulations like the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. Start your day off with the deodorant for your boys and then stay cool all day with the toner to keep you smelling and feeling your best all day and all throughout the night. And don't forget does not only smell good around your nether regions, but all over your body, made with their signature scent, the Manscaped refined cologne will complement your collection with the smell of perfection. Manscaped created their products for nights just like on Valentine's Day, February fourteenth. So go to Manscaped.com for our exclusive offer of twenty percent off plus free shipping with the code The Shield Five. Once again, get twenty percent off plus free shipping. Not either or, twenty percent off and free shipping. Just use the code The Shield Five at Manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use my code the shield five that's t-h-e-s-h-i-l-d five be like yours truly on instagram and shoot your shot with manscaped this valentine's day Welcome back to the Yamatella Lacky TIS podcast presented by Manscaped. Now it's time to break down the actual game itself. But before I do, just to give a couple of tidbits to uh, bounce it back off of the opening monologue. You know, you bring up the Andrew Whitworth ties between Cincinnati and the Bengals. Well, Joe Burrow said earlier in the week that When he was rehabbing his ACL injury, he got the surgery done in Los Angeles. When he was rehabbing his ACL in L.A., uh, he didn't know many people out there. So the Rams, of course, and this is one of the reasons why Andrew Whitworth won Walter Payton Man of the Year on Thursday uh the left tackle Andrew Whitworth, former Bengal took him up you know, took him under his- wing when they were both rehabbing their respective injuries, watched games together on Sundays, and Burrow actually spent his birthday, Burrow's birthday, I believe off the top of my head December 9th. He spent his birthday at Andrew Whitworth's house, which I found to be interesting as well. The Bengals also have when well, you well i'll actually I'll save that for later on in the show. Um, uh, is there another one? Uh, Also, you want to talk about how how evenly matched these two teams are outside of regular season record. They're both four-seed, they both were the respective 4 seeds. When the uh, when the playoffs began in mid in mid January, making it the first time in Super Bowl history that both teams uh, participating in the Super Bowl are fourth seed or lower. And these are also when it comes to regular season winning percentage, the two worst combined regular season winning percentages uh, in a Super Bowl in the history of uh, in the history of all fifty five previous of them. It's the seventh matchup featuring teams with a combined winning percentage. Of uh of uh, below seventh hunt of below seven hundred in the history of Super Bowl, the combined winning percentage between the two teams regular season now. Twenty-two and twelve, that's a six forty-seven winning percentage. Rams went twelve and five, Bengals went ten and seven. You can you know kind of discard the last loss because the last loss really didn't mean nothing. So twelve and five and and ten and six, really, if you want to look look at it through that lens. And also and not and just and if you don't think that's enough to prove that these two teams are so Uh, are so evenly matched take a look at take a look at this ridiculous stat they're both the fourth seed which I previously mentioned they're regular they both scored the same amount of regular season points 460 their record in their last 12 games of both of both two teams are 8 and 4 their division around point differential the rams their victory over tampa and the bengal's victory over the uh, titans as uh, was was 3 points they both won their games by a, by a game winning field goal at the gun and their conference championship point differential Rams beat the beat the 49ers by three points, and the Evan McPherson game-winning field going overtime to beat the Kansas City Chiefs by three points. So they are damn near evenly matched from playoff seed down to point differential of their back-to-back, or it's not their back-to-back, but their previous two uh, playoff wins in the Divisional and Conference champion uh conference championship round and there's only one player on the Bengals roster and you know you talk about experience of uh you talk about experience of uh of you know the Rams have are more experienced than the Bengals are because you know the majority of the coaches and the majority of the players on the team participated you know of that Super Bowl fifty uh, Super Bowl fifty three season back in twenty eighteen when they lost to the Patriots. There's only one sole player with Super Bowl experience on the Bengals roster. That's Ricardo Allen. He was on the Atlanta Falcons roster during that twenty sixteen season and had a uh, and had a up close and personal experience of the 28-3 to 3 meltdown, but I wanted to get that on the board here for you here in the second segment of the I'm Podcast Super Bowl preview show on the Super Bowl uh, 56 weekend. Couple of uh, things to pay attention to as far as the game itself. Uh, you know, five things that, that you know, that I want to highlight here before we get the mic and EOC. The, uh, the first thing is: is can the Bengals offensive line? It's the obvious. It's the number one million dollar question that everybody's been asking for the last two weeks. Can the Bengals offensive line handle and control and neutralize Von Miller and Aaron Donald? I mean, those two guys. Those two guys were absolutely ferocious against against that injured uh, offensive line on the left side. Uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they got after Brady a bunch, uh, a couple of strip sacks that got to Brady. One of the main reasons why Tampa had to dig themselves out of that 27 to three deficit is because of the fact of how well Donald and, uh, and Von Miller were playing, you know, in that game, uh, McVay and the Rams mixing up with different, uh, with different with uh, with different blitz packages and everything else, they both line up on the same side. Donald, of course, the lineman. Uh, Von Miller, of course, is an outside linebacker. And then you look, go ahead and you look at the San Francisco game. Aaron Donald being the uh, being the uh, having that big signature play that I've been kicking and screaming and begging for him. Uh, you know, in the postseason, it didn't count officially as a sack, but he did. You know. Rain down and uh and get Jimmy Garoppolo inside of you know, uh, you know, got Jimmy Garoppolo in his grasp and swung him around and forced Jimmy G to make that bonehead asinine uh interception, which put the game on ice and sent the Rams to the Super Bowl. So Donald has showed up in these back-to-back playoff games here. Vaughn Miller also plays a tremendous part in their defensive in their in their uh defensive front and their pass rush. Both got the with two best defensive uh, defensive players in all of football. Von Miller, of course, has that Super Bowl. Not that Aaron Donald doesn't, but of course, Von Miller. Uh, and it speaks volumes in this game. You know, Super Bowl 50 MVP. And how he just absolutely wrecked Havoc. And he, along with that very good Denver Bronco defense that year in 2015, just neutralized and shut down that high-flying Carolina Panthers offense, Cam Newton, the MVP, Jonathan Stewart in the backfield, Devin Funches, Ted Ginn Jr., whole nine yards, and they just did an absolutely phenomenal job shutting down that Carolina Panther offense. And And uh, of course, that was uh, Von Miller's greatest and brightest shining moment getting Super Bowl MVP and Super Bowl 50, uh, leading the Denver Broncos uh, to their uh, first championship since the 1998. Uh, NFL season, and then of course you th- you know you think that Aaron Downs going to do the same thing, and it won't be all on vaunt. Now again, you know they've got some help, they got some tremendous playmakers on defense. Eric Weddle brought they got out of retirement, who's played well. Um, you know they got, of course, Jalen Ramsey, their multi-million-dollar cornerback. You know he's been kicking and screaming all week, demanding that he that he covers Jamar, that he uh, covers Jamar Chase. We'll see what the game we'll see uh we'll see what the game plan is uh you know when we kick off on Sunday after when we kick off on Sunday afternoon uh but they got Ramsey Donald uh Von Miller of course uh, providing the pass rush for Los Angeles. And you know, but they got some they got they got some very good players on the defensive side of the football. You know, you go ahead and you look at they got uh Gregory Gaines, their def their defensive tackle, who's done a hell of a job. Uh let's not forget Leonard Floyd, who has been an unsung hero, one of their under- most underrated guys at linebacker for them this season, who's play uh who's uh who's played well. And then of course you got uh and then of course you have um Dante DeAyton, uh David Long Jr. Uh, who can also forget uh, Jordan Jordan Fuller, their safety. So they got a good group on defense. Not as gr- not as good of a ram defense as we've seen in seasons past. And you see and you've seen of course all season long that their defense has kind of taken a little bit of a step back with Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator, of course, losing Brandon Saley, who ended up you know, who's head coach uh in the same stand, but the head coach of their crosstown quote unquote cross town rival with the Los Angeles Chargers. So you know, so the defense has taken a little bit of a step back and they're not gonna play that that uh that press defense where you know you're not gonna get, where you're not going to uh like you know that you're not gonna be able to save a uh they're not gonna be able to move a yard. They're not that type of defense, but uh they do got playmakers, Ramsey Vaughn and uh, and Aaron Donald. Where if you're not careful, if they if you get caught with your pants around the ankles, those three players individually are going to make it a long night for you. Of course, you got the role players uh, mixed in involved uh, as well. But that's the first thing. Can the Bengals offensive line? Of course, they. If you go and you look at how many times Joe Burrow has gotten sacked uh, this postseason, he only got sacked twice. Uh, in their win against Kansas City two weeks ago, coming off of that nine sack, uh, abysmal performance against Tennessee, and then in the and then in the Vegas game, wild card weekend, Joe Burrow got sacked two times. So if you do the math, and uh, he he is the most sacked player. He was the most sacked uh, quarterback in the NFL this season. You do the math. The nine times in a Tennessee game by itself, plus the four in a conference championship and and the wild card playoff game against uh, against Oakland or excuse me against Vegas. Joe Burrow's gotten sacked 13 times, and you know and the thing that would that would be concern if especially if you're you truly like a Bengal fan. You know you're not going up against Tennessee where you know Ryan Tannehill. You know he he ain't he ain't the answer, and he isn't. And we all know that he isn't going to, when push comes to shove, give get the Tennessee Titans to a Super Bowl because he doesn't have that ability to make the big time plays with his arm and avoid throwing intercept the, intercep- the uh, inopportune interception when his team is driving when his team has a little bit of momentum, like we saw three weeks ago. Throwing the fact that Derrick Henry also getting his was also getting his legs underneath him. Uh, So you know, so the Rams, so the Titans were kind of fumbling and bumbling and stumbling their way. Rams are fully rested; they got two weeks off. Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., Akers and uh, Sony Michelle in the backfield, and Matthew Stafford has been dreaming of this moment ever since he got drafted in the NFL well over a decade ago. So if you, so if you get caught with your pants around your ankles. Uh, Bengals and the offensive line and that offense in general could be a very, very, very long afternoon because the Rams going Rams going to be able to put up points. They're going to they're be able to march down the field, put up points. Cooper, It's going to be the Cooper Cup, Oldell Beckham Jr., Matthew Stafford show. You know, the man, it's the same Ryan Tannehill where you, we're coming off a big fifty-six yard run to get the ball in plus territory inside the red zone. The following play, he the Bonehead nine read on on a on a on a screen pattern and throws the ball essentially directly to Eli Apple. That's not going to happen. And all objectivity, you know, if if Burrow gets sacked nine times and they're playing can if and they're playing uh, Kansas City. Or uh, or the Rams, then I then I went in a football game. Just they in, in all fairness and all objectivity, they aren't. But the Bengals gonna have to have to. You know, you get you get sacked. A, you know, if you get sacked two times, two times, and Bro works the magic like he did, escaping Chris Jones on that third seven play in the early stages of the four, of the fourth quarter two weeks ago, and and, and their offensive line essentially repeats how they performed against the Raiders in Wild Card Weekend and against Kansas City uh, two weeks ago, Bengals, the Bengals going to be okay. Protect the football. No bonehead ass, no uh, no interceptions from uh, Joe Burrow. Take care of the football. And even when he gets, you, you know, God forbid if he gets sacked and the heat's coming, protect the football, take care of it. But can the Bengals' offensive line be able to handle and protect Von Miller and Aaron Donald, who are just gonna be an absolute menace in attacking Cincinnati all afternoon long. Which is also why, you know, if I'm Brian Callahan and Zach Taylor and Cincinnati Bengals coaching staff, my game plan is, hey, let's run the football and throw a couple of screen patterns a couple of screen patterns at these guys. Because they're because they're gonna be they're gonna see the nine sacks that they gave up against uh, that they gave up against uh Tennessee three weeks ago, and they're gonna be looking at chops. So here's what I do, and the Rams have not been an a, a, an excellent football team at stopping the run. So here's what I do: you you run the football with Joe Mixon. You see where you stand as far as your run game is concerned with Mixon, and at the same time, you know you have your pass protection uh, formations using the two tight ends, utilizing Mixon, utilizing P Ryan and the shotgun uh, as extra pass protection to pick to pick up uh, the added pass rusher on the uh, you know whatever blitzes. Uh, the Rams give you and you also utilize the screens because the Rams have 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 been very spotty, very spotty at open field tackling. You take it, you you keep them honest with with screens, screens and wheel routes out of the backfield with Mixon and and they you and they did that and did it a ton especially against Kansas City 2 weeks ago and that's one of the reasons why they won the game was they were able to move the ball downfield utilizing Mixon in the passing game coming out of the backfield and the and and the work he did in pass protection. So screens and running the football early. Keep uh, keep the Rams honest. And then, you know, once you know Mixon breaks off a couple of nice little runs and the Bengals have a couple of chunk plays on screen patterns. Then they'll say, Okay, we can't exactly, you know, engage eight or zero blitz all game long. We're gonna to have to, you know, play some coverage and play some defense and uh and sacrifice, you know, a couple of sacks to uh you know, to make sure Cincinnati doesn't march up march up and down the field on us all afternoon long. That's the first thing. Second thing is what can what can the Rams secondary do to keep the Cincinnati Bengals wide receivers in check? You know, Jamar Chase. Uh, you know, Jamar Chase. You look at what he did in the Raider game. He caught a nine receptions for 116 yards in his first ever NFL playoff game as a rookie. C.J. Uzama had a productive six receptions, 64 yards to tight end, and caught a touchdown pass against Vegas. Uh, and then in Cincinnati's worst offense performance of uh worst offense performance of their playoff run they only scored 19 points Burrow was still able to throw for 348 passing yards and uh and T Higgins and Jamar Chase combined between the two of them down there combined for about 200 receiving yards Chase five receptions for a buck on 9 and T Higgins seven receptions for 96 and C J Uzama, seven receptions for 71 yards wasn't was in uh wasn't too shabby either, and then of course in the in the Kansas City game, you go and you look. T. Higgins, leading receiver, six receptions, 103 yards, and Jamar Chase caught the touchdown. Uh, caught the touchdown uh, pass from Burrow that got them that got them to within a two point conversion of tying the of uh, of tying the football game up. So the Rams secondary is going to have the hands full. You know, Ramsey of course he got burned down the, down the right sideline by uh by Mike Evans. That uh, that brought the that brought that that brought uh, their divisional game two weeks ago to within a score. Uh, their their secondary has you know has given up a decent amount of big plays. You know the Debo Samuel's of the world in their week 18 loss against against San Francisco. Uh, you go ahead and you look at this NFC Championship game. Uh, you know did a very good job in the NFC Championship game. But if you go and you look at uh, how they played, uh, how they played against Tampa, how they played against uh, the Tampa Buccaneers, Mike Evans uh, eight receptions for 119 yards and caught a touchdown pass. Rob Gronkowski, you know, get his production improved and he started to make a little bit of a dent in the Rams in the Rams defense as the game wore on and as you got deeper and deeper into the uh, into the second half. You go ahead and you look at what they did. Uh, you go ahead and you look at what they did. Against Baltimore, you know, Mark Andrews, six receptions, 89 yards. Uh, you go ahead and you look at, um, let's see if we can find a game here. For, I mean, against Arizona. And in that their, in their Monday night game that's really propelled this Rams run that they've been on, you know, the last quarter of the season in that game with, in which they beat the Rams. A.J. Green, leading receiver, seven receptions, 102 yards. James Conrad, out of the backfield, nine receptions, 94 yards. Christian Kirk, three receptions, 86. So, I mean, they haven't exactly, you know, given up the, the big-time Jamar Chase-esque numbers of 224 receiving yards and two touchdown catches. But for the most part, the you see, you're you looking and you're seeing that opposing wide receivers and even the running backs with Conner and, and so on and so forth, how they've had how they've been able to put together productive uh perform- performances in a passing game. And you know, it'll be interesting to see if the Rams are gonna be able, you know, pick your poison with uh with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, who again set the world on fire and had a tremendous performance against Kansas City two weeks ago. Pick your points between that. And then all of a sudden, and then, you, okay, T Higgins and uh, Jamar Chase. And who's going to cover uh, Tyler Boyd, one of the more underrated slot receivers in the game? Who, who, who's who's going to cover him? Who's got him? So, how the Rams secondary is going to be able to uh, handle the Cincinnati wide receivers? And then, all the, oh, by the way, you got C.J. J., C. Uzama is going to be chilling. You know, he is questionable. When the injury report, I think he's going to play in this game. Speaking, you know, speaking it into existence, and just so to say for the sake conversation that he's going to play, you know, he, you know, who's going to take care of him, you know, over over the middle, underneath, and then mixing and P Ryan on 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 the screen patterns uh, coming out of the backfield. Very interesting to see how the Rams secondary is going to be able to handle the Cincinnati passing attack. It's also going to be interesting to see uh, how the Bengals, in turn, will play Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr. Because if you lock up Cooper Cup, that's great. Then OBJ is going to have a performance from the ages, and you'll blink and a win Super Bowl MVP. So, all the, so the you know, so the so you can make the argument that the Bengals have a, have a slight. They have the you know, you can flip a coin who the best receiver on the field is: Jamar Chase or Cooper Cup. They both had phenomenal seasons in their own right. Uh, But if you can make the slight argument that the Bengals have a better receiving core, but again, you, you, you blink Cooper Cup, Ola Beckham Jr., is gonna have your secondary looking like Swiss cheese, and the Bengals secondary, especially in the first half and in the fourth quarter, first quarter alone by itself, which is absolutely abysmal against Kansas City. Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, running around all over the place, wide open, uh, wide open space in the middle of the field, down to si- uh, uh, over uh, outside the numbers near the sideline. I mean, you you cannot open up the way you did against Kansas City against the Rams on Sunday because if you don't, it's going to be a long a- again long afternoon if you repeat the same performance like like they had in the first half against Kansas City. I don't expect them to, but you you know you you can you can't leave anything out there on the table. You just can't. You cannot allow the Rams under any circumstances to score a lot of points. And get a lot of yardage if I had a chunk play, because you'll be because de- you'll be dead uh, in that facet as well. And then you two and then there two other things to pay attention to, you know, how will Joe Burrow and this? Uh, I mentioned only one player on this roster of Super Bowl experience. One nobody. I understand national championship games and college football playoff games and and bowl games, this and everything else, but. With all due respect to what Burrow and Chase have done, and Lord Jesus knows that that they aren't allergic to the big game, big time spotlight. But I mean, it's it's a it's it's the Super Bowl. It's a, it's a it's a it's a different animal, and you got to be able to show up. And you got moment well, can't be too big for you. You can't get tight. You can't get nervous. You can't play scared. You got to sit and say, you know what, guys. Although our goal is to win a Super Bowl, and if we lose this game, it's a failure. You kind of have to take a little bit of a, a, a you have to kind of steal the a little bit of the mindset and the approach that 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 your that the Bengal fan base has, where win or lose is a successful season. You're playing with house money. You have nothing to lose. You know you kind of have to you kind of have to have that in in the back of your mind a little bit just to calm whatever nerves or anxiety you may have heading heading into a game like this where it's you know if it's a if it's a quote unquote road game we shall see but it's at SoFi Rams home stadium they get the luxury of sleeping in their beds and you know being at home and essentially go, going 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 about this game as much as they possibly can as a regular quote unquote home game uh and the fact that they that uh that they got a decent amount of players on their roster including their coaching staff that uh, had super bowl experience uh that super bowl experience from their appearance back in uh back in Jan- back in February of 2019 and you know this team's young and inexperienced Zach Taylor I, he's coached the super bowl before but uh, being a but coaching a team in the super bowl as a head coach is a totally different animal than coaching a team as a uh, as a as a quarterback coach, Brian Callahan was was ironically and it's, it's also funny this, the 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 tie into Super Bowl Fifty, with the fact that uh with the fact outside of it being the most recent Super Bowl to be held in the state of California, uh and the fact that you that and the fact that it's the first Super Bowl since Super Bowl Fifty where you had the first t- where you have two. First overall, uh, Q, first overall draft picks out of the starting quarterbacks in this game, let alone uh, out of the uh southeastern conference with uh, Tennessee, Auburn, Georgia, and LSU. But and of course, Von Miller on the Rams side and Brian Callahan, who was a part of the Denver Broncos offensive coaching staff during that 2015, uh, during that 2015 Bronco title, but inexperienced players on this team and how they'll be able to handle it. They've taken it all in stride. They've, you know, they've been, they've been focused. Uh, They've handled the media and all the, the extra attention that comes with playing in the Super Bowl. They've handled it superbly uh, just from an outsider's perspective, you know, 3,000 miles away on the other side of the country, but uh, they've, they've gone about their business well the 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 Super Bowl week itself has not been too big for them. They've handled it like professionals, and uh, and I saw something also earlier on Friday, which I saw it was interesting, is that Zach Taylor and you know the more the as as the days go by, Zach Taylor makes yours truly look look more and more like a fool for calling for his job back in the middle of December, uh, because of the fact that he told his team that listen. There's a lot of a lot at stake for this game. A lot at stake. We can't afford any players coming down with COVID and and and, and missing a game. Positive tests 70, 72 hours before game time, night before the game. We can't afford we can't afford no COVID outbreaks. We can't afford a Stanley Wilson situation where a player gets in tr- gets in trouble with the with drugs or anything questionable like that. The night before the game, like it is indeed a business trip. We are going there to play a football game. The only you know we we go there to have our meetings. We practice, sit in the hotel room, hop on the bus, play the game, sit. And the message that Zach Taylor preached to his team, among other things, is that listen, it's a business trip. I understand Southern California, City of Angels, Los Angeles, sunshine temperatures have been in the 80s all week long. All week long, it's paradise getting out of cold, frigid Cincinnati. We've played games in the brutal cold, of, you know, for, you know, since you know, since November, essentially. We got a job to do. And Zach Taylor has extra motivation. I don't know if you guys realize this now. Zach Taylor, extra motivation. He said, we win this game. We win the Super Bowl. I, he said, him personally, Zach Taylor, that coach, said, I will gift you guys a plane ticket to LA that you can use whenever you want if we win this game. So you can actually go to LA if you've never been before. It's been a minute since you've been with the pandemic and all, and everything else, and the fact that you know that that we haven't played the Rams in Los Angeles since they've since they've moved there. the 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 lone the lone time the Bengals have played the Rams in the time since they moved back to Los Angeles from St. Louis was the game that they played over in London. Uh, so if you, so if you want to enjoy Los Angeles, you're not a native, it's been a minute since you've been there or you've never been there at all prior to the Super Bowl trip, you get to go, you get to go on my dime and truly experience the, the, the greater LA area on your own time, but on my dime, if you win this game, which I, which I found to be absolutely fascinating, fascinating. As a, a little another little uh, extra motivational tool that uh, Zach Taylor is using uh, for the boys, I had a feeling that Zach Taylor behind closed doors is an excellent motivator. Yeah, I I feel like that he that he knows what buttons to push to get his players fired up to get his players riled up and and get the best out of them. I I have a feeling that that, that he's that he's one of the that he that he's like. Uh, that he's like uh, Bill Parcells in that, in that in that sort of sense, I, I really really do. And then the last thing is, you know, who who's going to be tight during crunch time? You know, if the game's tied or if a team's down eight, a team's down ten, a team's down by a point, two, three, six, seven or eight point, You know, whether it's the Bengals or the Rams, who, what team's going to be tight in crunch time? First Super Bowl appearance for both quarterbacks. Matthew Stafford's been around the block in the NFL a little bit. First ever Super Bowl appearance. Joe Burrow's first full season as an NFL starting quarterback. Second year player in the league is playing in a Super Bowl. Who will be tight in crunch time? McVay, his second opera, his second bite at the apple. His second Super Bowl appearance in the last four years. Will will he will he get tight during crunch time like he, like he? like he did honestly against against the Bucks 3 weeks ago like he did night when he was absolutely atrocious uh with so, with picking his poison with the challenges and and challenging the spot of the ball which never works and running out of timeouts essentially all having to deal with no timeouts essentially for all of the fourth quarter you know is, is he going to be able to learn his lessons from from the two playoff games that he's played over the last 3 weeks is going to learn the lessons uh learn the lessons that was uh served to him on a sharp piece of humble pie in the patriot loss in super bowl 53 Zach Taylor, his first, uh, you know, he, he's a, what, his uh, 2019 was his first year, 19, His third season as Cincinnati Bengals head coach, his first Super Bowl appearance. Will he get tight? Will he, uh? how will he be able to manage and utilize his timeouts and manipulate the clock properly and know when to go for it, when not to go for it, know when to punt, know when to punt, you know, pulling out, you know, the, pulling a, uh, pulling out that, 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 uh, that gutsy card of uh, of su- of surprising your opponent and pulling out the the trick gadget play, a la the Saints with the onside kick to begin to begin the second half, the Philly special things of that nature. Things of that nature. Will it be too big for the coaches, and will they be tight in crunch time? Pay attention to that as well, Spe- especially on, especially on the Cincinnati side. Went with the coaching. McVeigh it wouldn't be the McVeigh if McVeigh would not be the case. It would only all we, we'd only be talking about is how he got outcoached by in circles by Belichick in Super Bowl Fifty. It wouldn't be that much of a uh, a key of emphasis for McVeigh had not he get had not uh you know the the twenty seven to three almost choke against Tampa and the fact that he. Was run around like a chicken with his head cut off, mismanaging his timeouts and misusing his challenges at a San Francisco game two weeks ago. But who will be tight in crunch time? Will the bank? Will the inexperienced, young, ignorant and inexperienced Bengals? And and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, it, it sounds like a back, you know, like a like an insult. But it's it, 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 it's you know it's a double. It's essentially a double-edged sword. And will that other side of the sword hurt them? or help Cincinnati in this game, especially, you know, with the, with this miracle season and nobody expected them to be here? Can the Rams secondary keep the Bengals wide receivers in check with Higg- with Higgins, Chase, and, uh, and Boyd? And can the Bengals secondary in turn uh, do their best to quiet Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham Jr., who had a phenomenal game against San Francisco two weeks ago? And can the Bengals offensive line hold up against Aaron Donald and Von Miller? Those are the questions that everybody and their mother's been asking heading into Super Bowl 56 but it should be you know an intriguing you know the, 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 the if you're the Rams you know got to be able to uh you got to be able to, to get up early get up early put the pressure on Cincinnati and uh and and play with the lead play with the lead and protect the football and just play your game Play your game. Get after the quarterback on defense. uh, Get after the quarterback on defense. Make plays offensively. Stafford, show off your arm. Show off that Cooper Cup and uh, Matthew Stafford connection for all the world to see. Odell Beckham Jr. is to go out there and have the game of his life. Game of it, it can't, it can't just be all Cooper Cup. He's got to make a nice, and he's had, and he's contributed very well to his Rams offense since he, since he joined the team, uh, back in the late fall. But he's got to go out there and have the game of his life, game of his life in this game. Uh, no drop passes, uh, none, none of that, you know. No, uh, no deflection off your shoulder pads or your hands, and it goes into the arms of a Bengal defender. For none of that, no. Seize the moment, seize the opportunity. Odell's got to have the game of his life. Cooper Cup and uh, Matthew Savage just got to keep doing what they're doing, G- get as many big plays as they possibly can, capitalize on them, and the defense, their the defensive pastors go out there and hunt. And just pray to God that Jalen Ramsey doesn't get burned by uh, Jamar Chase one on one, on you know, on a on a on a go route. Because if it happens, you know. It, if you can start sweating, if you're a Ram fan, and then from a bangle perspective, you know, keep the Rams defense honest. I, again, I go out there run the football, send a message to them. See if that, see if it's going to be one, you know, Joe Mixon has not exactly had a domineering postseason throughout the last three weeks. Maybe the damn breaks, maybe he has that breakout performance in the biggest game of his life in the Super Bowl. We'll see. Try to keep that Rams uh defensive front on us and run and run and run a good uh a good portion of screen patterns to also keep the Rams defense on us as well. And protect the Burrow, which is the most important thing. And uh exploit the holes in the Rams secondary because if they're gonna you know, if Chase is gonna be on uh if, excuse me, if Ramsey is gonna be on Chase like White on Rice, the plays are gonna be there for Uzama, Mick, Uzama mixing out of the backfield and Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. So keep an eye out on that as well. Mike and EOC, our good friend, he will be next on the Am Telecatelia's podcast back right after this. Welcome back to the I'm Tucker podcast presented by Manscaped. Joining me now is a L.A. sports fan extraordinaire. He's a fan of, let's see, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, the uh, Los Angeles Lakers who stink, the UCLA Bruins, although he went to the University of California, Santa Barbara. And he is now, now that they have gone and joined the Los Angeles uh, sports fold again, the, loss, the 2021 NFC champion, Los Angeles Rams, and also Mad Dog Sports Radio, uh, super caller stays on hold hours at infinitum to uh, used to be three programs so that's only two now that uh, Patrick Maher <laughs> said goodnight night back in uh, July of 2021 uh, to a, much to our chagrin the one and uh, only Mike in Orange County Michael nice to have you on the program pal how you doing.
1: Jai it's a pleasure I think this is my third trip my third appearance on the program if I'm not mistaken I'm older now though so sometimes it's hard to remember. But boy, what a pleasure being on with you! I mean, every time I come on, you're like more of a star. I think eventually it might get to the point where I'm going to have to call your people. I don't have people, no, so no, you know no. how it goes. But man, you are just taking off! I can't. It's amazing. I, you know me. I'm a big supporter of yours. I listen to every podcast.
0: Every he call. Does.
1: I do. I'm he faithful. Does. What can I say?
0: <laughs> Mike, thanks for having me anytime mike is a loyal fan uh you know it's he is right we haven't had him on in a very very long time uh you know he mike is mike is like that um like you know what he is he's that he's that extra um he's that extra little uh like that 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 care package that you kind of keep in your car in case god forbid something goes wrong something happens right oh you know what
1: i'm like i'm like I'm like that fire extinguisher where you have to break in case of emergency you see yes, in the restaurants. Yes, so I'm, I'm the guy you can pull out. You know, that's that, what it is. I'm always here if you need me. I never,
0: that, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> right. Mike, in case of emergency break open, you get Mike in Orange County, the two. There right. you have so, it. You, the all entertain- you wish for. <laughs> right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So one of the reasons, well, we didn't just bring Mike on the program because of the fact that he's a loyal listener and, and he's good buddies of mine, and everything else. We also brought him on because he is a Los Angeles Rams fan, and the Super Bowl might as well be might as well be played in his backyard. I'm, we're doing this interview over Zoom, and I mean to say, in I my mean, backyard, this, this guy is sitting in a Zoom call with palm trees, <laughs> sunshine, in his backyard in Orange County. I mean, it's like this guy he turned 60 <laughs> me in case you in case you don't know me and him we share a birthday he turned right. si- he turned 60 uh this past uh this past 2021 and you know yeah. this guy spent all of his sixty years in sunny California. You know the trade-off Lucky. should be have Mike, you know, <laughs> get hop on, go to LAX, hop on a plane, and and live a, live in Baltimore. Not for sixty years, but how about two weeks and do a little, little bit of the winter cold? It's fe- it's February eleventh, and it's, it's temperatures in the eighties and sunshine over there in Southern California. But uh, but uh, Michael is a huge Rams fan, and we shall delve into it. Uh, Mike, just give the audience an LA feel and and how it's felt locally around this Rams team here in 2021. Starting with this, starting with the Matthew Stafford trade that took place, you know, Super Bowl, the during the week of last year's Super Bowl. Give the audience a couple of a couple of minutes on that.
1: Well, by the way, first of all, the weather is absolutely unbelievable this week. It is in the 80s, which is very news for this time of the year. So we'll probably have a kickoff in the in the. Mid to high, uh, you know, in the eight, high 80s, which is crazy. I feel bad for you folks around the country in the snow, but it's so all I know is sun. What can I say? That's why I have a sunny disposition at times.
0: Well, we did. what well, we did. You know, it is. It, ha- it hasn't all been warmed sure. up. The last couple of days, it has warmed up. The high today was was about 62, 63. Degrees. Oh, there you go. So it actually, it actually good. wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't that terrible. Now the weather on Super Bowl Sunday is really going to bother me. Because yeah. you know, 87 degrees is going to be the hottest Super Bowl in the history of all Super Bowls on Sunday. 87 degrees, wow! 20. wow. And uh, it's supposed to be a nice Saturday, but uh, Sunday and Mo- Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday is going to be riding 39, 32, 43. I mean, that, that 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 ain't you know, I'm not looking forward to freezing watching another Super Bowl, but such is life. You may continue.
1: <laughs> I tell you, one day you're going to be out here. I could feel it working for Fox or Mad Ducks, where it's radio or the ESPN or crypto.com, whatever it's going to be. I see John out here someday, but, you know, we digress as usual. So the Rams, let's say, so we got, what, Stafford a year ago, right? My phone was popping, and I was playing some board game that night with my family, and all of a sudden, you know, I got Texas, and that. we got Stafford. I'm like, what are you talking about, you know? And I thought, wow, that's exciting, right? Because, you know, let's face it, Jared is at his moments. I know, know, Jay, you're very tough on Jared Goff. You were really tough on him. Well, (laughs) you you were not in the Jared Goff fan club.
0: Well, it, it's fair though. It's, fa- I mean, look, you the first year you guys get rid of them, you go to a Super Bowl. So, I, so I, I you <laughs> gotta got give me credit, Mike. I, I, I was right on that aspect. I'm well, saying, you guys, it's like, yeah, he, he, did, he did take you to one, but I mean, but, yeah, you gotta be, wins. but I mean, come yeah. come on. I, I mean, it's the different. first year he, know, he leaves, did. you go to a Super Bowl. I mean, if that, that doesn't speak that Jared Goff wasn't holding <laughs> you guys back. I don't know what does one like Cooper Cup just joined a team. He's been with you guys for a minute,
1: anyway. Right, right. Well, listen,
0: Matthew. Think about Matthew. Is he
1: he makes all the throws, right? Obviously, and then can you trust him late in the game? And you and so far this year, it's been that way, right? He had the big pass against Tampa Bay down the middle. You know, he keeps us big, and even though he may have a pick or two, I think he had. There's some stat where he has one of the best like somehow after he throws a pick, somehow like the best touchdown ratio or leading his team on the next drive, he never really he never really gets down about it. He just comes back on the field, does his thing. The Ravens game, I think he had a big drive there at the end. And Odell Beckham got a you know big catch. So he's had some rough moments during the obviously. He had a pick sixes were awful. But you know, when it's counted, he showed up. He's been fantastic. And here he is. He got us to the big game. I mean, it's been an up and down season, right? Started out great, seven to one. Then they lost three. They looked awful. Then they won the Arizona game. Really got them going again, right? And that sent Arizona in the tank. And then you know, listen. I mean, we've been in the playoffs in the Tampa game. We almost that was. I mean, I I was pacing. I think I passed out almost. I think my son had to revive me. (laughs) I was unbelievable. I just couldn't believe what I was watching. He's, he's walking around, I go, you know, I, I'm, I'm going nuts. He's telling me, shut the hell up right now. You know, he's trying to focus and I'm going nuts. Crazy as usual. Luckily, we pulled that one out. And then the Niner game, we're down 10. I thought, oh my God, we're going to lose another one. And then somehow we pulled that one out. The defense played great. And here we are against you guys, the upstart Bengals.
0: You know, it's, it's been
1: crazy, crazy NFL year. It has
0: been. And it's, crazy. Just, and it's just been in the birds, I mean, why don't you just, Mike, just do do the show from Santa Monica Beach, for Christ's <laughs> sakes. I mean, this listen, listening to the birds is that what you in have? the background. I mean, my well, goodness I gracious. went outside.
1: <laughs> it's classic. I went out. I didn't want to disturb. The beautiful you, my wife is, you know, we all know. She's working. She's always working hard. You know what I mean? I, about five o'clock, I'm done. I don't want to disturb her too much. She goes, well, if you go outside, try to keep your voice down. Don't be too loud. And, you know, with me, that's hard because I'm always yelling so i i said All right, let's go outside it's still nice out here it's 80 degrees out here i thought Jai would enjoy that see a little sunshine see some palm trees like he's going to get used to someday right when he comes out here so i'm just <laughs> trying to get you a feel for your future future residents <laughs> i'm lucky what could i say Mike's nice ever it's since nice. i've known
0: ever, ever since i've known Mike, his <laughs> one of his goals is trying to uh Outside of him trying to warm me up to Shohei and his angels and, That's right. and the Rams' new uniforms and everything else, is that <laughs> he is that he's he's like a he's a never he's a he's never off the clock. He's like a an ongoing salesman, twenty four seven. You know, trying to say, "Jai, you got to move out to Southern California. You got to move out to Orange County. got to move out to L.A." And it's like, I am <laughs> like I'm a Starlets, Baltimore, whatever. I'm a, I'm a Baltimore yeah. guy, Mike. My, my roots. All right, we'll see Randy where Baltimore. that goes. But, yeah, I know, uh, I know you, you might never say stay no. there, but
1: I think you'll like it like Russo to come up for a visit. He loves it. You know, it's, it's yeah, nice. Absolutely. It's nice. But anyhow, the Rams. So there we have it. So here we are in the Super Bowl. Listen, this was crazy. You, I mean, who would have thought your team of my th- this is nuts. I mean, our team was kind of predicted. People thought, but you guys, Oh my God, what a story. What out an absolutely blue thrilling sky. Thrilling story. I'm really happy for you and all the people in Cincinnati. I saw that great video you guys, they put out with all the fans celebrating. That's great. I mean, since '88, I mean, that's fantastic. I love to see these teams, these franchises that haven't done anything in a while. That's what, that's what makes sports great, really. That's what makes 100, it fantastic.
0: Hundred percent. Now, your your team's game was the second one. Were yeah. you watching? When you were watching Kansas City and Cincinnati mm-hmm. two weeks ago, would you have rather have played Kansas City in the Super Bowl, or would you wanted to play the Bengals?
1: Well, I think the Kansas City. Of course, you would. I was predict. I thought they would win the game, actually. But I'm sure you didn't. But at the same time, I thought, here we go again. That they had that great Chiefs Rams game, right? A few years ago, remember that crazy Monday night game, Monday night 54, game, 54, 51, 50, and... whatever that was. Oh my God! Wow, this could be a repeat. You got Mahomes out here, another star, and all their guys. It would be kind of a glamour matchup. But then I thought, you know, whoever wins wins. That's fine as long as the Rams get there. So, but I think this is going to have a lot. Just going to have a lot of juice your guy Joe and Aaron on our side and Vaughn. There's, there's enough stars. There's there, there's plenty of stars in this one between the two. Oh, teams. 100%, 100%. Good storylines.
0: Yep. Yep. You know, including, you know, left tackle newly named NFL Walter Payton Man oh, the year war Thursday Yeah, eight. great point. For, former left tackle 40 years old still going strong ex-Bengals yeah. uh, left tackle, current Rams left tackle, Andrew Whitworth. So you have that connection between the two teams. You also have the McVay and um, the McVay and Zach Taylor connection. That's right. That's weirdly right. enough, there's a lot – there's, there, there's you know, a couple of, uh, of threads that have connected these two franchises heading into the game, whether it be the Whitworth and then, of course, the yeah. Sean McVay, yeah. uh, the Sean McVay-Zach Taylor coaching tree. Um, now at the beginning of the season, Mike, I understand that your expectation was Super Bowl, but when you go and look at the season as I go you know do the mm-hmm. run through the schedule right quick, you know when right. you when you lost to Tennessee 2018, okay. Matthew Stafford was atrocious. Wow, was you it that know, close? 2018? I thought they killed us more than that. okay. 30 the and, and then 30 and then 31 yeah. 10 and, and Santa Clara on Monday night. Oh, and then you a, and, right. and then you lose the green base 30 36 28. I mean, you lose those right. so three straight losses the way you yeah. did. Tennessee, Tennessee, the two, you lose to the two one seeds and a team that, that prior to two mm-hmm. weeks ago you never beat in San Francisco. What was your feelings and your emotions, you know, during that three game stretch in the middle of November and uh, along with the with the Ram fan base out there in Southern California? Was it like, oh, here we go again? You know, is 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 you know, is it the same old thing with McVeigh? How they kind of get a little bit too big for their britches and then all of a sudden they just get overpowered by these football. What was the emotions going through you and other local Rams fans' heads back in the middle of November during that three-game losing streak? You know, it was
1: one of those years we touched on. It was such a strange NFL year. So I thought, yeah, we've lost three straight. The Tennessee game was just awful. I thought, we didn't even show up for that one. You know, they were 7-1. and one, They were kind of coasting, and then they just came in here and spanked us. You know, and then the Niners, it's like, yeah, I can't, you know, pick sixes, bad plays again. We can't beat these guys. So then the Green Bay game thought that's a tough game. That's a tough game to win anyhow. So you played three tough teams at the same time. You looked around other teams. Were, you know, We're still hanging around the division. I think the Cardinals are one up on us. So I go, it's it's salvageable, right? Because it's one of those years teams are getting knocked off. You never know. So I never really lost faith. I thought we may have to go for the wild card, which would be tough, right? Winning the division might be tough because I think the Cardinals are three up on us. At one time. Yeah, they were. I mean, I think they went three up on us. We've, yeah.
0: We thought that the I think they might have been even at some point in time during that three game skid that you all had. Yeah, I think that the, at the if my memory serves me correctly, they were right. still undefeated. And we all thought that here it and is, and they killed Arizona. us, here. Yeah, yeah, beat us here, really good here, right? Yeah. We were thinking, oh, uh, here it is, Arizona's going to cruise the number one seed. And then we, of course, that we, we knew what happened, uh, with them, but anyway, well,
1: they got Jacksonville after the. Packer game, I believe, right? So that was a good, good good schedule. 37-7.
0: Yeah, they're awful.
1: So, And then they went to Arizona, I believe, after that, correct? The next game was in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And that was the big game of the season for them, right? To me, that was the big one because they went there and they beat them good. And they got back on track after that. The confidence was back. That was a huge win, Monday night game. And they showed them, like, hey, we're not giving this up. And that sent them in a tailspin and pretty much sent the Rams on their way after that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you take you take away the fact that they blew the seventeen nothing lead to San Francisco last yeah. game of the season, oh, which, w- which 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 could have ended up being a real mm-hmm. killer, and the fact that. You know, Matthew Stafford wasn't great against the Vikings in week 16 and against the Ravens, he wasn't that much better through a pick six to Chuck Clark, found him in the middle of the field again for another interception, fumbled the football as well. So the Rams, you know, got very fortunate and, and, you know, during their, during their final two regular season wins on the road Mm -hmm. against Minnesota and in my neck of of the woods uh, against the Ravens. Yeah, but they but they found a way to pull it out. They found you know Matthew Stafford found a way to make plays and right his wrongs early in the game. And you know outside again outside of that San Francisco game, the Rams have basically been on a little tear. Uh, you know since uh, that Green Bay Packer loss on November the on November the twenty, they've lost you know?
1: two games, right? The Packers so they lost after the Packers. they lost to the Niners and then to the
0: um, wait, we'll Packers. The Packers have only lost the only loss since that's it, right? The, well, the Niners. No, they well, lost to the yeah. Niners. Yeah, the Niners is their only loss. So after that,
1: they've really been on it. Yeah, so they've been on a good. So it could have been pretty much every win. I mean, the, the Niner game that was just awful. The seventeen nothing collapse. You know, yeah. but uh, yeah, Can't you gotta have happen. a lot of luck. You gotta have a little luck, right? You gotta have. The, they mm-hmm. gotta make the big plays at the
0: right time. You know, and they and they've 20, stepped up when they need to step up. Hundred percent, and then of course. You, you know, 27 to three against Tampa, oh, you know, three gosh. weeks ago. I mean, it's like, well, here it is. You know, the, the Tampa ain't ready to play. Their players yeah. are Bruce Aarons losing his mind. Players are frustrated. Levante Davis slamming his helmet. Brady's cussing out the ref. His lip is bleeding, everything. You know, just, the Rams going to be on cruise control to the NFC championship game. Then all of a sudden, you know, throwing a couple of can makers fumbles, uh, a missed tackle, by Cooper fumble, mm-hmm. like Cooper Cup fumbling the football, uh, throwing uh, Reader missing a tackle on uh, Leonard Fournette, which ended, who ended ball. up scoring the
1: Dames. The ball snapped over Stafford's head. That was awful. Awesome. Yeah, the ball that ball snapped
0: over. O- yes, the ball the ball <laughs> snapped God. over Stafford's head. Literally, the play after Von Miller <laughs> yeah. has right. you know, forces a fumble, and you guys get a break and, and get the ball back. So Unbelievable. So, you you guys nearly, and that would have been a colossal, colossal loss had you guys had, had you guys lose Tampa because, I mean, you had them right there on the ropes. You allow Tom Brady to put together his patented, oh. you know, you know 28 God. to 3 would have been out the window. We are, It all would have been known as 27 to 3. And, and you know, because I was looking all over social media, there is those, you know, there's that meme where it's <laughs> like, where's the Rams logo? Every frame, right. it was slowly turning into the Falcons logo. And then <laughs> as they got to the second, to last frame, it got right back to the Rams uh-huh. regular logo. It was like, LOL JK. Cause it's like, you guys were turning into the Falcons, oh, choking against Brady. And then you finally pulled it out at the end.
1: At the end, John, now when they tied it, you know, it's pretty I mean, it was kind of funny when they tied it, I stayed pretty calm. There's 45 seconds left, right? That's enough time. I go, they got to win this game now. Cause if Brady gets the ball in overtime, we're probably going to lose. Cause it is like Brady, you know, you figure he might go, so we got to somehow get in field goal position. And what does he do? He hits Cooper on the side and then hits Cooper just on a fly pattern. Like you do when you're on the street at home, right? You go long and I'll Mm -hmm. pass it. Mm -hmm. That was an amazing. And that's, that's what I'm saying about Stafford came out with the big plays, Would when Jared do that, I don't know. But then we, Matthew Gay hit that field goal and we're worried about his leg a little bit. And that, it, it was one of those wins. You just kind of like you know you feel thankful you survived. It was a survival situation. Like you said, it would have been one of the worst win, worst losses in LA sports history, <laughs> and that team. 100%.
0: Oh my god! And it's
1: yeah. like,
0: and it's funny thing about that loss is that had you guys have lost that game. You yeah. know, I would have been, I wouldn't have been a predictable and a petty guy. I wouldn't have came on this show. <laughs> I wouldn't have, I swear to you. I, I, wouldn't I have would have got over.
1: killed by a lot of people because I get a lot of, you know, people, Ah, oh, my yeah, blah, blah, blah. So I would, I know you wouldn't have, but there's people that would have rubbed it in a bit. I'm
0: well, sure. No, it's not, not even with that, but it's like with Matthew Stafford. Like if you, oh, guys, yeah. would have, if you guys would have lost that game. And you know, having the game you know still tied goes in overtime. Bucks win the toss. And Brady goes down the field, scores the touch. Yeah. I wouldn't have killed Stafford. I would have been yeah. like, Matthew Stafford didn't, didn't do anything any, nah. anything wrong. What I would say is that McVay with mm-hmm. McVay with the bad play calling, McVay mm-hmm. force feed Cam Makers down our throat instead of give instead of giving it off to Sony Michelle, who's been your number one guy all season right. long, who you got from New England for these type of games. And I, you know, Cooper Cup, fantastic with the fumble, uh, Acres with the non-stop fumbles, and then Reader missing the tackle on uh, on uh, Leonard Fournette. It's just so I, so it literally would have been everybody's fu- and Ramsey, of course, getting beat down the right sideline. <laughs> he
1: got destroyed in that one, with, with the <laughs> which route. doesn't happen a lot to him. Yeah, he just got he just got right. killed by that one by Evans. But,
0: the go yeah. route f- to from uh, oh, Tom God. From Tom Brady to Mike Evans, which oh. ended up big, we didn't even know at the time. But Janet Ramsey gave up Tom Brady's last ever career. <laughs> yeah, NFL I think he said that.
1: <laughs> Tom Brady's last game was against the Rams. Who would have thought, right? Yeah, no but... after oh, after,
0: after he won his first and his final Super Bowl with the Patriots against the That's Rams which right. is't is, that something which is, is absolutely yeah I know it's crazy um so just moving on to a couple of other uh items of business here um so you know you think you, the Rams in the Super Bowl again yeah they've yeah. only made it to two other times uh while being based in Los Angeles in their franchise in the Super Bowl era that they've made it. 79, they made it. I mentioned in the opening monologue, they made it to seven in 79. Mm-hmm. And the kind of the ironic, uh, the ironic piece with uh, with the 79 Ram team and this 2021 Rams team is mm-hmm. that the fact back in 1979, they played in Super Bowl uh 14 against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and ironically mm-hmm. enough, that game took place uh, that game took place in the greater Los Angeles area in Southern California that game took place at the Rose Bowl and like Sunday's game it the Rams played an AFC North back in those days an AFC Central opponent and the and the Cincinnati Bengals hated division rival Pittsburgh Steelers so give the audience a little bit of a feel of of the outside of the fact that that you know they're playing an AFC North slash Central team and and you know with a quote unquote de facto home game, draw some like some recollections of right uh, of the nineteen seventy nine Rams. The, yeah,
1: just going back real quick on the Rams in that era because I was a kid, right? I mean, they won divisions every year, seventy two through seventy eight, six in a row, right? So then the seventy nine team came around. Knock Chuck Knox is gone. They got Ray Malavese in there, right? He's an assistant coach. And I think they were that year. They were the wild card. So they weren't the division champs. But the big win that year was finally against the Cowboys on the road, a team they could never beat in the playoffs. And Billy Waddy, rest in peace, he just passed away. Vince Ferragamo threw a pass to Waddy, like an 80-yarder, or maybe a little, Mm -hmm. maybe 65-yarders, to win the game. I remember I'm jumping up and down like a maniac, you know, in Westminster, California, with my dad watching the game. We won that game, got to the NFC title game against the – against the Bucks, We won 9 nothing on three field goals.
0: The 79 to, Rams did win the division, by the way. Nine oh, they didn't seven, win it? But they, yeah, they oh, did it was a
1: 9-7. Oh, yeah, it wasn't nine a
0: 9-7 won the division.
1: Wow, that's something. And then, you know, so we get to the Super Bowl, play the Mighty Steelers, and I was a freshman in college at UC Santa Barbara, and I remember, and that was a heck of a sports year for me because the Angels just won the division a few months before the first playoffs against your Orioles, and then we get in, you know, to the Super Bowl, and I'll never forget that game. It had, like, over 100,000 people. I got a seat in the, in, the, in the dorm TV room, like on a couch, right? Limited seating. I didn't move for four hours because if I moved, I would have lost my seat. Didn't eat, didn't drink, starving, thirsty. I didn't care. I'm watching my Rams on the nice 25-inch, probably Zenith set back in the day, color set with the antennas, with the, with the rabbit ears, or trying to get everything looking good there. And, and it was an incredible game. The Rams had the lead. 1917, yeah, the beginning of the 4th. We're absolutely going nuts, all Rams fans. Against the mighty Steelers, what happens? The first play of the fourth quarter, Bradshaw heaves a ball. Uh, I want to say it's John Stallworth I caught the pass right over. I think Rod Perry's outstretched arms, Nolan Cromwell. They scored two TDs in the fourth. They won 30, they won 31-17. But the Rams were in the game. It was a great game. Lawrence McCutcheon, I think, had like a, they did a little handoff thing. He threw a touchdown. Jack Youngblood, it's kind of a legendary story. The great defensive end for the Rams. He played on a broken leg. He broke his. Leg. <laughs> he said, "Let's tape it up, and I'll play." You never see that today. He was a warrior. He's out there. Rams said it was a. It, it was a fun team. They saw it, all the vets from the seventies, and listen, the Steelers are just, You know, it was a steel curtain. You know, four in a row. That was the last of their four titles, and they beat us. Wait, it was a heck of a Super Bowl. I remember. I remember after that game, I went and got a pizza. I was starving. I think I ate like nine slices, Jai, back in my dorm room. I'm so hungry. <laughs> I mean, I can remember that. It's bizarre. It was like, you know, 1980. There it is. 40, what is that? 42 years ago. And here we are, full circle. Here we are again. So, but but the 79 team was special. Matter of fact, one of the, one of the, uh, Nolan Cromwell, who played on that team, he was a free safety. He ended up marrying a girl I went to high school with. She was a Rams cheerleader, cheerleader mm-hmm. high school, cheerleader for the Rams. And they got married. They're still married. So I see them on social media talking. They're a beautiful couple, of course. You know, they still look great. Uh, Lisa Guerrero, who does Inside Edition, was a Rams cheerleader then. A lot of, like, people that were starting out were kind of the – they're the Rams organization, you know, back in the, back in the day, you know. Uh, you know, because they're playing down in Anaheim. So it's just, um, you know, it's crazy. Actually, they're oh,
0: – They were playing at the Coliseum. That, that, that was season. their last
1: year. Then they went to Anaheim the next year in 80. That's right. They went to Anaheim the next year. That, that was all preset by – by Carol Rosenblum to move him out of the Coliseum.
0: Yep. So 73 yards, by the way. Uh, Bradshaw to Stalworth with 73, right? The, and what was the uh, other touchdown in that in that last quarter? Um, was it have, Lynn Swan? Yes, 47 yards. Bradshaw to oh, Lynn Swanee, Swan.
1: USC guy. And Swaney was a great receiver, USC, and just a fantastic pro too. So they had yeah. some tough, tough players. They had some very talented players. So that you was did. it for them. Yeah, that was it for them. So what are you going to do? That's the way it went. Proud of them, though, that year, the 79, 79, 80
0: team. Now, would you now before I get to the 18 team and yeah, you know, and that team trying to get the, you know, for the players that are still, you know, the you know, McVay, Whitworth, Donald Cup, players like that trying to get yeah. uh, come up and from the Super Bowl 53 snooze fest, um, g- go a little <laughs> bit in depth of Of how did it how much did it hurt like the Rams as far as their fan base in Southern and Los Angeles moving right. out of the la Coliseum uh, when they played there the first time back in the day and moving to you mm-hmm. know your neck of the woods uh, yeah. in, uh, in Anaheim, California, right. Orange county.
1: I think that was a bad move overall because they had a ton of la fan. Most of their fans were probably in Los Angeles County. I mean, we used to go, my dad and I went to games. you know, we come up from Orange County, drive up. For games at the Coliseum. We saw, I remember the 75 Rams, Rams and Steelers, you know, with Monday Night Football. Crew was there on a Saturday night. Bratch on the guys at Harrison. It was fun. And Jaworski. And so they had, they've always had, they had good support then. Then they moved to Anaheim. And I forgot, why did they move? And I looked it up because, because back then you had the blackout rule, right? For the Coliseum. So you had to sell a certain amount of tickets before, like a Thursday before the game, where the game was blacked out in L.A. So most of the home games I never saw on TV. We listened on the radio to the great Dick Ember do the games because they didn't, they didn't let the blackout. So Carol Rosalind, the owner at the time, said, let's move to Anaheim. It's a smaller capacity and we could probably get the blackout lifted. That was one of his reasons. And there were some tax consequences. So, but overall, I mean, it probably wasn't the best. They had some good years in Anaheim, obviously, you know, Everett was there and Eric Dickerson and, and stuff like that, but they never, you know, they never reached those levels they always they got beat by the bears in the title game they've had some other good time other good years but it just never reached that and eventually everything kind of went south on them, you know which is really a whole other topic cuz carol passed away his wife took over the team it was just a mess and then she moved him to st louis you know her hometown so a lot happened there but overall probably a lot of people say they should have probably stayed in la somehow you know right. during that during that time
0: right Um, Then moving to the 2018 team, you know, that 2018 team was good, was good football team. Todd Gurley, of course, was the driving force of their offense, not to mention a good defensive play as well. Mixing a couple of t- you know timely performances from uh, Jared Goff, the magical connection that was short lived but temporary, that Sean McVay did wonders of, a, of for the short term, saving Jared Goff's career. He outplays Drew Brees in a championship game, albeit the fact yeah. that you guys got help from the refs because of because of that play. Yeah. That penalty is called. You guys aren't <laughs> win- you guys just aren't winning the game. It's just it's well, the way it well, is, you know. But but you win the NFC overtime,
1: over- right? Through a pick and Jerry drove him down the field. They could have stopped, they didn't, but I get you. It's one of those that's, things that happen, you know. It's part, of, it's part of the game, it is, you know. Sean got on the phone old, to call the league office at yeah. <laughs> the
0: other Sean, yeah. yeah. You, you get you, you win the game in overtime, right. go to the Super Bowl, and you're, yeah, you're a complete, essentially no show, nothing, against the nothing. It, it does, um. Just give me your mindset, you and all the other Rams fans that you've come in contact with over the last two two weeks or so mm-hmm. about, about the mindset of, you know, this is our second chance, second appearance in four years. I understand different quarterback and a couple, you know, Odell's mm-hmm. on the team, Vaughn Miller's on the team, but, you know, uh, Jalen Ramsey's on the team. But, yeah. yeah, we got we got to seize the moment. And it's the pressure That's, on yeah. McVay locally to get the job done this time around.
1: This team seems better equipped because that team, okay, like you say, McVeigh versus Belichick. And he even said he got kind of, I do know, stage fright or something, or he he just got unfocused versus the, you know, the, you know, the goat Belichick. And then Todd Gurley was, you know, like you say, he was kind of hurt, right? He was kind of had his problems. And it's then the beginning you know, of the end
0: for Todd Gurley, beginning really. Beginning
1: of the end, Sally. He's such a tremendous player for the Rams. He really was something. And then, you know, Cooper Cup was out. He had the, uh, was it ACL or whatever yeah. it was? He was out. So that was huge. They just, and they had Brandon Cooks. They were in the game, actually. They're actually in the game. I mean, it's not it like. It wasn't a blowout. It's just it wasn't a their block. offense we didn't just score. But here's an offense that was scoring like, what, 25 to 30 a game. It was sad. It was one of those things you're just like, geez, we didn't play well. This time around, though, the game's here. It is at home. You got Matthew. You got Von Miller. You got, you know, you, you got them all. Jalen Ramsey. You got all the. St- Aaron Donalds, I mean, healthy as heck. So everything's set up for them this time. Really, this is the best they've been set up for. the. Because even the 80 game you talked about, the Sealers were probably a better team. So I don't think we expected to win that game. And then last time it's the Patriots. Now listen, we're going up against a tough team with you guys now, but I think people, the Rams and fans expect to win the game. This is, this is their best chance to win a Super Bowl out here that they've ever had. That's my feeling. So it's all there for them. Can they seize the moment? We'll we'll have to, we'll have to see, but I'd say I'm encouraged. I see some Ram flags around. I see some Rams hats, you know, out here in orange County. I don't know what's going on around downtown LA area, but, um, You know we'll we'll have to we'll have to see how it goes. It'll be fun. It'll be exciting as heck. The halftime show is going to be exciting, right? Yeah, be a lot of energy out there on Sunday.
0: Are you a uh, Englewood? Are you a (laughs) are you a are you a a, uh, an Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg fan, Michael? Hey, I know you're into the old school R and B, unlike Russo, but uh, you're not (laughs) Laurel Canyon. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you don't exactly uh yeah. you know uh, I, I, I don't i don't dr I don't dre 2001 the 2001 I respect, album.
1: I respect all types of music and you know especially dr dre and where he came from i i loved uh what was the film again he put out a few years ago they they traced uh, they traced the story straight out of compton right that movie yeah. was great and just kind of seeing all develop and then snoop you know from l.a you know, Snoop from Blog Beach. You know, went to high school with Cameron Diaz. Snoop's son played at UCLA. Oh, well, he didn't actually play. He went to film school, actually. So I love all that. You know, my kids seen um, Kendrick Lamar in concert. Right? He's playing. Right? He saw. Yeah. So there's. there's a, I mean, I think like I follow their music and know their music and I have heard their songs. You know, so I'm respectful of all types of music. I love music. You know, I just kind of like all that different forms of entertainment. So I think it's going to be. It's a good show for LA, right? It's a good show right. for SoFi. They seem they excited. I think it'll be quite a show. Now we'll be nervous as hell because we're thinking about the second half, you and I. Like who knows? We could be like maybe we'll need that will, music to calm us yeah,
0: down. Yeah, to lo- loosen us up. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that, that's a that. l- little bit a little bit of fair, a little bit of therapy. Bit of therapy. It was like you just take a deep breath. Maybe and I'll watch call it. you
1: job. We'll start like singing in the mic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll be like, oh <laughs> this maybe not.
1: This <laughs> is, Your is like, Who the hell are you talking to?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Precisely. Um. (laughs) So, what does it feel also? Because you know, I live in a cold weather city, and I don't obviously don't experience this. What is it? How does it feel to live and go about everyday life? You know, in your hometown place, you're born and raised, playground where you spent most of your days in your hometown, uh, in like and having a Super Bowl essentially in your in your in your home domain. Like, Mm -hmm. how does that feel? That that you got all these media personalities and celebrities coming all across the country and all over the world in your hometown for the biggest sporting event of the year. You know, it's
1: weird about Southern California, John? you're going to find that out when you, you know, like I say someday when you're out here, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's <laughs> when you're living in Brentwood or Malibu or wherever you may reside, or when you visit someday, it's such a, it's such a large area. Like, you know, I'm in orange County, right? The games at SoFi. And I was born in Inglewood, by the way. So I grew up out there for a little bit. So it's such a large area. We're kind of all spread out. I'm a still good 35 miles. So it's, it's hometown, but then again, it's kind of like, it's weird in LA, right? Because you have LA right. County, then you have Orange County, you have Riverside County, San. You have a huge area that pulls in these fans, and that's like for Laker games too, by the way. It's huge, so you never feel like it is my hometown. But yeah, the game is up. The, you know, it's up to 405 to the one ten. I get off there, but I mean, it's, you, it's, say, you it's, said you said
0: yourself, you're born in Ingle. The game is the game yeah. is being the played, game is in Inglewood. You know where you you know. <laughs> You, the game is being played where you were born so I mean that that's, yeah, that's pretty feel, cool no I'm excited for pretty me. Yeah, that's where I was born
1: yeah and I have yet to go there I got to get out there you know with yeah, the pandemic and things happen I just have, to I yeah, I have to I next year hopefully I'll get out there and see a game but it's exciting listen like I told you before you know they're one of the first for me my earliest memories was like Rams football and like UCLA basketball my dad was a UCLA grad saw John Wood and those guys and then the Rams my Uncle Milt, my dad, we talking about Roman, Gabriel, and Olsen back in the day. and This was early years. So it's an interesting history with this L.A. Rams because you have guys like me who love the team. And then they, you know, pretty much they moved. And I kind of said, whatever. And I didn't like the way it all happened. And then 20 years later, you get the team back. So, and you, you've seen it. The fan base is still kind of evolving, I think. you got the old guys, but then a lot of people left and they rooted for other teams. Or I don't know what they did. So it's not like the Lakers and the Dodgers you know and that kind of thing in terms of the popularity but i think i mean if they win this who knows i mean they could uh you know it's a good start but they're not there yet in terms of like having to just a whole you know area
0: captain yeah i was just about to bring that up because they're not. i mean yeah. the, the the attendance at so for the 249er games in january was absolutely disgraceful and yeah. i don't know you take this for with a grain of salt take it for what it's worth judging on judging on the, the on the my Twitter feed and all the Bengals fans that I follow and interact with. Yeah. It sounds like to me that SoFi stadium might be 65% orange and black on Sunday, which that, that's, that's I heard not, some
1: guys say though, uh, he, all the ticket sales, some guy called Russo, I think, and said like, Oh, the ticket sales, to see all Rams tickets. Who the hell knows? We'll, I, well it'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see, but right. I know. And,
0: Listen, you, you know when that, get, yeah. you, you got to be able to show up, especially especially week eighteen game. That game meant something, and a and the NFC Championship game. I mean, it's a I understand. I understand COVID a little yeah. bit. You guys got some funky COVID rules with your hypocritical mayors and governors over there out there. You know who? You know they want you to to walk into the building with have your mask on at all times. Yet we'll yet we'll take our mask off and eat and drink in the suite, <laughs> rubbing elbows with Leonardo the I mean co- cover <laughs> new
1: some Garcetti magic's hugging everybody. What,
0: what, what, are, we, what, are, we, what are we doing? I mean, <laughs> I really? Know. I mean it's a little it, crazy. Do as I I'm say, not as I do. I mean, I you. hear you. But the but it, the Rams weird, though, fans, the fans gotta be able to show up. It, it's it's unacceptable. Like I understand that they've missed the generation, but this isn't a bad football team. It's a good right. football team. It's got right. stars on it. They're participating right. in the Super Bowl. The stadium's brand spanking new. They you know, new uniforms. I think we'll see I mean, more. And and again, it's not like that. It, it's not like that. That they're the that they're the Raiders, where you know you pop them down in Las Vegas, and it's like you know try to build yourself a fan base. I understand they were gone for a whole generation, but the what year, what year did the Rams get to move from Cleveland to LA? What year was that? Nineteen forty? Was it forty six? Something like well, that. If they if they moved yeah. they, <laughs> they moved they moved to Los Angeles. You know during during uh you know in the back so saying, of World Giants. War II they fan base and they, they, were, there base. From, and they yeah. were there from, from from it from the mid from the to mid 70, 80 79 80 there then to, they went to Anna
1: for 94 right till 94 right. so the, you know, you're talking 50, 50 um, years um, almost
0: right and and for them not to have uh, it's it's a problem it's a problem you're, you know here's one
1: thing about the fan thing and this is this is all it's just you know out here people move here theres just so many people Transplant. here from other states yeah. right transplants so your population, it's just a lot of people now from other states, and they had kids, and they had kids, and they had kids, so they don't have the loyalty, right? You got me, who's born and raised here, my son, who loves the Rams, but not like other, like Cincinnati, let's say. Not a ton of people are going to Cincinnati, so that's your band base, or Chicago. but Southern California, are always competing with fans elsewhere, so you're going to have that ticket thing going on where you just don't have enough fans. You have so many people of other teams, and they're loving to see their team. They're going to pay more, I suppose. It is what it is. So sometimes it's just a numbers thing to me. I think that the people that are fans are good fans, but they get kind of drowned out sometimes. So it's kind of complicated. It's not so black and white, you know, but we'll see what happens in this game, you know, but for Laker games, it's always Laker fans. Dodger games, usually Dodger games. Angel right. fans, I've seen a lot of Red Sox, Yankee fans, because a lot of the times they'll, they'll sell these tickets and make a ton of money, you know, right. and okay. in this day and age, you know, if you're going to have someone buying that, okay, here, take it, I guess. But
0: and unlike you, know, like the the city, r- you want people to go. Right, yep. and unlike the Rams, the Angels stink. Uh, which, which you know, obvious. the obvious. Oh, last time I kind of baseball season. <laughs> last, uh, yes, yes, you can. The last time, the last time the Angels won a World Series, yours truly was. Five I was there. Old. He was yeah. there, and I was five months old. Oh, won the five World months old the same Game year. I was oh, going.
1: what a glorious moment! I know. And here we are. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, well, I'll cry if I start talking about those guys, even though we have yes. two of the greats. So that's where yes. we're at with the Rams. So yes. we'll have to see. So, we'll have to see. So, we'll have to see.
0: You gotta be, and I was texting Mike all week long. I'm like, Mike, with me, you know, I gotta travel. You know, get get up hop on a flight, hotel accommodations, everything else. I'm like, Mike, all you gotta do is either take a Uber, or take a Uber, or get up at seven o'clock in the morning and walk. You know, you you know, he's gonna have to take a a good. You might not walking on the one ten. You might not be able to to pay your light bill or to pay the mortgage. You might have to take a huge chunk out of your retirement. Right. Right, but Mike. You should be at this game. Like, yeah, like you're if, probably right. If if I would, right. if I was you, I'd say, you know what? If I have a couple less thousand dollars in my life savings, <laughs> you know what? I'll live. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll take a Uber to the game, or I'll get up at seven o'clock on Sunday morning. and yeah. But it's a once – if you talk about me with the Bengals. I know you'd be there. Opportunity. Granted, yeah. it's their second time in four years appearing in this game. But what are the chances that they're ever going to appear in another Super Oh, it could Bowl be never. Yeah.
1: Well, they might get the game back, but you right. At
0: SoFi Stadium. I mean, the you chances you in – I'm
1: baseball, with you. But you, you know what? You get a with. family, start talking to things, and right? they want to spend 10 grand the time. And I, You get older, Jay, you get a kind of – you know, you get a little – sometimes yeah. – you know, but I get you. I get. Hey, listen. I was your. Sit in the upper Rams deck. You'll be three
0: thousand. <laughs> three thousand <000 laughs>
1: for a game. You know how much I spent for game seven of the World Series. One hundred dollars. One hundred dollars back in uh, two thousand and two.
0: Oh, it, it was twenty years ago. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> I
1: know, but think about that. These prices are just chaotic, though. I mean,
0: that, it's really
1: unfortunate they're that much. And I don't know who the hell they're going to sell it out. I mean, I don't know how this is going to work. It's a lot of money because you be got two tickets. It's crazy. But you know, I was I was nineteen, like you are, when my team got to the Super Bowl. Right? It's kind of interesting. Boy, it, it's crazy this, like the weird stuff parallels. We Nineteenth birthday's. Yeah. Both the the roots weird parallels what are the going to do? Weird yeah. parallels. Yeah. So it's getting and, dark out here. Jay, you still see me? Yeah I, got, I got some dark, yeah. I see. Darkness on the edge of town, as Bruce would say, Springsteen. It's gonna look,
0: it. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna look nice when I go and look, look back at the video, and essentially to do like a quick little time lapse and slowly seeing the sunset <laughs> in the background. Two more things I get a okay. prediction to close it out, but first, oh, you know, boy. Super Bowl week, we got Radio Row back for the Super Bowl. Christopher yeah. Mad Dog Russo, buddy of mine. Now, buddy of yours, oh me yeah, and me and you calling to him all the time. <laughs> he made the trip to us uh, to uh, Los Angeles for Radio Row, and you and a bunch of other uh, Orange County slash LA Mad Dog Sports Radio callers and residents uh, had a nice little dinner with him earlier this week. To get tell the Michael the floor is yours.
1: Oh my God, Jai, that was such a highlight. I can't even tell you just how I'm still kind of just you know, walking in the clouds here with that dinner. It was unbelievable. I'm going to say Matt in LA, who's just, uh, he calls Chris Russo. He's always giving Chris entertainment facts. So and so's birthday. He's a great guy. He set it up really. He said, look, because, you know, Christopher loves Laurel Cain and he loves a special on epics about the old days of Joni Mitchell and Jim Morrison. And Chris was obsessed with it almost. And So Matt used to call in and tell, he told Eddie, the producer, he said, hey, why don't we get dinner? Laurel Canyon was at it for the Super Bowl. So they started talking. Next thing you know, they're setting it up. Matt's telling me, he's like, you know, DMing me. I said, is this really going to happen? He goes, I think it's going to happen. So Matt bought a gift. He bought a t-shirt, a Crosby Stills Nash Young t-shirt, an Eagles book. And next thing you know, Eddie, you know, Eddie, Eddie, the producer is like texting us on a group text, like, okay, we're going to have dinner next Wednesday. And I'm like, huh? We're really doing this? And I'm like, oh my God, we're going to pache. Or Pache, whatever it's called in Laurel Canyon, <laughs> made reservations. So it was me and Matt and Jimmy from Orange County. And it was supposed to be Robbie from Arizona, but Robbie couldn't go. And it was like the five of us. But then Chris mentioned it on the air where it is. He goes, well, I'll be over at the Laurel Canyon Pache tonight. And some guy calls and he goes, Chris, I want to come see you. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Come on by. I'm sure Eddie's like, What are you doing? You're telling everybody it's a small <laughs> restaurant. who's You could have hundreds of people so at this guy adam showed up nice guy he's a screenwriter and then charlie from santa monica who's called he showed up out of the blue he's at the bar so he wants to take a seat so the tables get bigger so so it turns out it was like seven with eddie and chris but they walk in and chris you know chris russo what an entrance you know yeah there they are there they are there's mike from orange county and the boy he's shaking our hands he's going crazy (laughs) He's yelling. I mean, it was like everything you expect. And, you know, you know him, obviously. You've seen him. It's just it, it's just like in real life to see Chris Russo is unbelievable. What a character. What a what charisma. What a presence he has, Jai. And he's just the nicest guy. He's going around talking to us about everything. Where would you rather live in L.A.? What's it like here? And then we're talking about the show. What do you think of the show? One of the funniest parts, he calls his wife Jeannie Russo. Jeannie. He gets her mm-hmm. on FaceTime. He passes the phone around for all of us to say hi. Jeannie has to say hi to everybody. Here's Mike in Orange County. Here's Jimmy in Orange County. We're talking to Jeannie. We're waving to Jeannie. It was a, it was a surreal everything. And Eddie was great, you know. And you could tell they're very close. Eddie's his confidant. And it was just a it was just two and a half hours of this joking and eating. We got dinner was great. We had beer. Then we had ice cream and all on Chris. We, you know, so gracious. He goes, now nah, I'm taking care of everything, guys. You know, and then we went to the Laurel Canyon store. I I think I'm. we go to the store. There's a Laurel Canyon store next to the restaurant because it's like kind of a woodsy kind of place. I mean, if you drive by, you can miss it if you're not looking. And the store is all the history of Laurel Canyon. All the musicians say in the 60s. Guys give us a tour, you know, Chris, he's showing everything. We walk out of the store and there's some guy. Well, maybe before we even, okay, no. When we got to the store right next door, some guy starts yelling, Chris, Matt, Doc, Russo. Chris, Matt, Doc, Russo. Some, Some dude, some tourist sees Chris walking in and starts yelling his name. And Chris goes, how are you, buddy? <laughs> so he invites him in on the tour. This random guy. I go, see, Chris, people know you. He always says people don't know him, but this guy off yeah. the street. Oh, God, it was, it really was something. I, I, I was just, it's just one of those, to me, once in a lifetime things that you talk about Super Bowls. To me, having dinner with Russo and this the nicest guy. We're having a hell of a time. I brought Potani once. He started laughing. And he goes, Mike, you're a nice guy. I like you. And the next thing you know, I guess, you know. I don't know, my name's on the board today. Mike and Orange yesterday you said Mike and Orange County, talked about the dinner. So it, it really was one of the it was an incredible, incredible time. Really fun, man. He's a, he's,
0: a, he's a character. He is. And just to think you 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 are you are a fairly new, relatively new caller and listener into, yeah. into a show. And it's like, you know, all <laughs> of us you're sitting down during Super Bowl week having <laughs> dinner with him at Little Canyon. I mean, it's just but it's you know crazy. He, I got lucky. When right. he was here in July, you know, before the game, a lot of people came. I was shocked that a lot of people recognized him and came out there was like, hey, Mad Dog, Mad Dog. Yeah, there uh, you go. At, at the at a Marlins Orioles game. I mean, this is in a <laughs> restaurant during in Southern California during the week of the Super Bowl. And he's getting, like, hey, Mad Dog, Mad Dog, Bruce. Mad Dog. But he he loves it. He takes Oh, he's it a people he's person. He, he does yes. It, it, Incredible. He, he doesn't let all of that. Go to his head. Nothing. He humble. He stays humble. He and you know so and humble. he know what else too. And I texted you this earlier this week. He appreciates the fans, mm-hmm. and he doesn't take. Yeah. Them. He doesn't because he knows about the fans. He especially at this point in this point in time, in this stage of his life, in the days of social media and Pat McAfee and everything. He knows that if, if it if it ain't for the fans, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be employed. And he knows that and he and he really appreciates that when the Mike and yeah. the OCs and Gi's in Baltimore crazy really appreciate him. You wouldn't get that and, from like a, and, Don and love I love to back spend the time day.
1: from him. Yeah, you would never get that. But you're right, he doesn't have a big head at all. You know, he really he's just he's just so down to earth, he really cares what everybody thinks, you know. And you know, there, there's a guy with half his talent probably that would even do this, you know. And it's amazing, he has no no ego, he really doesn't. He just loves people, he loves his fans, and that's who we are, and it was. It was fantastic, you know. So that that was great. someday you'll be doing that with your fans, yeah. You'll be taking them to dinner out to uh, Gladstone's in Malibu.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, How I get an
1: invite? <laughs> it's a,
0: it's a Seventy dollar limit, Michael. Don't 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 have me we'll on go for hamburgers. Time. Yeah, go for hamburgers. Oh for my hamburger god! He sent him Yeah, he sent he sent me a Christmas card, uh, which I don't have on me right now. But he sent me oh, a Christmas nice. card during the holiday season when I sent them. Uh, the little uh nike quarter zip i sent them surprisingly yeah. much, Christmas. and when i saw and when I, I followed the new york post on twitter when i saw the back page was going to be on january 31st i said dog you know because you know, we get the new york post down here but you know you have to go find you know gotta go mm-hmm. to the store, go get it and i did not yeah. have time to do it i said dog can you save the uh save that monday morning new york uh, new back page of new york post for me by, two, by Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't know if you can oh, see it. Oh, he sent it to you? Tuesday or Wednesday. Look at sent that. It, he sends it to me. And it's he Joe Burman. It it's, it's yeah. and, and the note, guess, and this is, and, you, and by the way, you know you've made it when you ha, when you ha, can uh, have your office notepad. <laughs> I love this one. You know, with, with your name. Okay, I see it. J- it.
1: Here you go, Jai. Oh, my God. that's. Look at this. Jai, I got to tell you, that relationship between you and him is just fantastic. And that that's what I'm talking about. Here he is. You know, you've been calling for a few years. You called as a and he it, took you under and his And signs
0: wing. it. And signs it and signs at cmr which <laughs> but anyway sorry personalized to note it's a personalized
1: yeah. note he's old school but the relationship between you two is absolutely fantastic you know the mentor and the student it's really and i've told you this several times it's just beautiful it's fantastic i just it just shows what he's all about you know he cares about your terrific young man and he, he's he's made it his mission you know he's made a part of his, of his goal to help you out and just to be with you and help you out whenever he can so that's just chris russo he'll do things for people that he cares about you know. So, 100%. 100%. 100%. too funny. Too funny. Oh my God. Last yeah.
0: thing. It's we'll obvious. It up it's obvious. The, uh, something
1: comes in my yard. I don't even know. Boy, it's dark now. Look at that. But I'm still here. Yeah, I'm still kicking black. at 60. Yeah. Yes. It's black. Me <laughs> I, and my Ramad. Boy, yes, good energy. Are. Sometimes my son says, I have no energy at night. He goes, You know what? The problem is, you, you just wake up too early. By eight o'clock, you're dead on the couch. Like, oh, I'm all right sometimes. Nah, what are you going to do? <laughs> 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 we it's obvious, oh, I miss Patrick Jive. we got to get him back All yes, right,
0: show. I, I do, we, we on do a Friday be, night equally miss Patrick and on a week like this you we, he'd have an absolute field day he'd be like oh, he'd, say, he'd be well, killing me He'd go, uh, here's this uh, weird weirdo Mike at <laughs> the OC. Mike, did you give Chris <laughs> enough space at Laurel little canyon we went out to dead with him earlier this week? Can
1: we tell him what you told me you go, Mike, don't bring don't be all dominant, don't bring up old Tani a hundred times. I was giving me a whole list of things not to do, and I was pretty good. I wasn't too bad. I didn't get any selfies with him. We got the group picture, but Jay's like, don't be overbearing. Don't yeah. get in this grill. D- <laughs>
0: don't 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 bother him. Like give give him I his tried space. To be, I, think I think I, I, think done done. I did okay.
1: Eddie Eddie seemed to like me out here. Eddie thought it was okay.
0: Got through the bab I, I don't know I don't know I don't know if you heard it, but it but they it caught dogs Mike caught it the day after you guys had that dinner yeah <laughs> and Eddie got <laughs> caught on the hot mic on the air saying oh. he's he's a better dinner
1: guest than yeah caller <laughs> someone someone told me that i didn't I heard Eddie on the mic, but I didn't hear that part because he was talking about I heard him yesterday. When I called, he said, "Go get Ferragamo down the street, you know, because Vince Ferragamo was close yeah, by." Yeah, I, I heard that. I didn't too. hear it. Someone told me Eddie said. He's like, oh, "Yeah, go that get was
0: him, Eddie." He was like, "Go oh. get him for me."
1: And Eddie yeah. said, that's probably true." What he's saying, I'm a better better than the caller. caller. Oh, yeah, I do what I do. We All know. Right, so, what are we doing? Wrapping. We it up? know.
0: Yeah, we know who we're picking. We honestly, our name. favorite teams. Yeah, give me yeah. Give me a score prediction oh, and score. Super Bowl MVP.
1: Boy, these score things. They're hard to figure out. I never did good at predictions. All right, I'll predict my Rams. What can I say? Hey, what are you gonna say? 724. How about 27-24 Rams? No, how about 28 twenty? 27's a hard number, isn't that? I'll say 28-24. We'll get the four touchdowns. You get the three in the field goal. Let's go with let's go with Matthew. I think Matthew, this is what he's in. You know, Listen, he's been playing football for a long time. He's a great guy, by the way. I've loved the way he's handled himself. This guy toiled in with the Lions for years, Jai. I mean, he didn't he toiled. That's a bad organization. I know people say he didn't win. What did he have around him? I mean, he put in his time. He
0: had I'm Calvin really, Johnson first. Calvin Johnson's pretty fair.
1: good. But the rest of the organization is pretty sad. Yeah, I know what his overall record was. But he got to come here. He's making the most of it. So humble, gracious. I'd be really happy. I'm happy for me, of course, and all the rant, but I'd be really happy for him, you know, because he's taken so much criticism. He always has to prove himself, which I don't think it's himself anymore at all, you know, so I, I can see him having a big game, but you know what predictions, like you say, what are they worth? Not much. You we'll have to go out and see. So what do you got?
0: His uh, his Mrs. Kelly isn't exactly one of my favorite human beings. On oh the world, yeah, you, you you have mentioned that before in the world, but that but she battles some illness. Uh, well, I, I mean that's that's why you know I said on my you last give a break. show I say hey, give her a break. God bless her, you know. The, I know battling through brain cancer when you're raising kids ain't exactly yeah. ain't exactly the easiest thing in the world. So I think they look like your baby so god bl- yeah. yeah god god bless her god bless her family yeah at god the bless same time, absolutely i'm, I'm not exactly you know you ain't gonna see me uh going to the staffords for dinner anytime soon i'm looking at my hair here. compared
1: to your hair you got a much nicer haircut i can get the beautiful tan to come out here this week i'm gonna get a super bowl cut but maybe i so I, I, I get a jai shields cut please maybe i'll ask her about that she could like get out the razor she's very good with the razor <laughs> <So> <laughs>
0: who, who, who who is oh, that oh she knows
1: you don't worry i talk about you
0: uh, I go, I'm going okay. on Jai's podcast.
1: All right, have a good time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she is sing so your praises, sweet. young man. Yes, you do. And I thank you for it. Um, You're welcome. My Cincinnati Bengals yeah. are going to win their first NFL championship mm. by the final score yeah. of 27-21. Yeah. 27 21. Yeah, you know what
1: I was thinking just now? It
0: just came to me. I really.
1: To me, we can't lose. Well, for me, I would all be really happy. If I don't win, you're winning. And I like you. You know, you're a great guy. It's <laughs> one of those Super Bowls like, wow, oh, that's not a bad deal. Now, listen, I'm older. I've been waiting longer. I, I, I should be first. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, I got my 80 years, whatever the hell. Same guy was joking with me. I'm like 2,000 years old. I popped at some of these Twitter. So they go, Mike's like 2,000 years old. I eh, feel like it sometimes. But I'm like the old guy, right? But uh, listen, uh, either way, I wish you luck. Hope oh, we have a great game. Everybody's healthy, yes. and it turns out well. Should be a heck of a time. We'll have to check each other's pulse on Sunday. I know it's going to be exciting. Yes. You'll get up, and I'll be get up pregame and whatever the hell we're doing. And what do you have to yeah. eat that day? Do you have anything special planned, eating-wise? Mm, Food-wise?
0: Order a couple of pizzas and call it a night. I don't want to be doing <laughs> nothing Are you gourmet, the game nothing substantial. Yeah. Nothing People special, nothing okay. special, nor gourmet. Just a couple of pizzas and just leave me alone for three and a half hours. Yeah. And, you know, let me scream. Let me go nuts. Let me go. Just let me be in my elements because this, because this is it. This, this is, is the it. biggest Bengals game I have game ever of, seen. This is the biggest sports moment of your life. life. Like this, like I, have, I haven't seen. Your whole 19 Ori- years. I haven't, I haven't seen my Orioles play in the world. This is it. My Bengals playing in a Super Bowl. Crazy. this is it this is it so hopefully joe joey and the boys get it done Uh, i'm looking forward to sunday high and low
1: nothing in the middle you're gonna be happy be sad but you know what either way you move on it's that's what's great about sports there's always next year and there is always a next year but you always think about that game or two you know depending what happens that's what makes it so it is incredibly dramatic all these years man all these games i've seen all these titles like no titles or collapses or it's part of you it's in your dna 100%. it's part of part of who we are we love the games this Absolutely. has been fun
0: it has as been as usual yes as always michael <laughs> in the oc <laughs> an absolute an absolute gem we'll be back with the I can tell us podcast to wrap things up right after this Roses are red, violets are blue, don't let a wild pube recu. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for this special occasion. This Valentine's Day, it's the time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders, the below the waist grooming with our exclusive offer. So just go to manscaped.com and use the code THESHIELD5 for 20% off plus free shipping. The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is just a thing every guy needs in his life to make each and every single day just a little bit more special. The number one product in this package is the Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin and get this, the trimmer's advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate partners in crime. It even has a 4000K LED spotlight so you can shave anywhere your hearts may still desire that I mention is also waterproof. This package also includes the weed whacker nose and ear trimmer to whack all the worst of your weeds. Manscaped even threw in not one, but two free gifts. their shed travel bag and anti-chafing boxer briefs to keep your boys stored comfortably throughout the day. To complete the perfect package for your said package are liquid formulations like the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. Start your day off with the deodorant for your boys and then stay cool all day with the toner to keep you smelling and feeling your best all day and all throughout the night. And don't forget does not only smell good around your nether regions, but all over your body, made with their signature scent, the Manscaped refined cologne will complement your collection with the smell of perfection. Manscaped created their products for nights just like on Valentine's Day, February 14th. So go to Manscaped.com for our exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping with the code The Shield Five. Once again, get 20% off plus free shipping. Not either or, 20% off and free shipping. Just use the code The Shield Five at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and. Use my code, the Shield Five. That's T H E S H I L D Five. Be like yours truly on Instagram and shoot your shot with Manscaped this Valentine's Day. We thank Michael in Orange County for joining us here on the Intellectuals Podcast presented by Manscaped. Does a hell of a job. Was absolutely entertaining. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed. Uh, that spot as he will uh, root like crazy for his LA Rams uh, in Super Bowl Fifty Six coming up on a Sunday afternoon in his part of the country, Sunday evening over here on the uh, on the East Coast. You know, my general thoughts heading into this game. You know, I think, you know, I th- I I I think it's the Bengals' time. I really, I really think it is. Long suffering fan base franchise you know has been they've suffered and they've been inept due to their own due to their uh you know because they can't get out of their own way but i i i think you know at times that that, that you are due you are due you know and also keep in mind too head to head best the best team on paper doesn't always win the super bowl you know the, the, look at last year's game i mean the the bucks got the bucks got hot and they were a wild card team and, and 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 the Kansas City Chiefs with the one seed, upset them and blew them out in the Super Bowl. You know the the, the Giant Giants Patriots Super Bowl forty two, Giants are Giants are a little you know little uh little wild card team taking on the undefeated Pats, best regular season team in the sport that season and go out and 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 upset them seventeen uh, thirteen. Or seventeen uh uh what was it? Uh I shouldn't know the final score. Uh yeah, seventeen thirteen. Yeah, I'm getting confused because I always hear that hear Brady in the back of my head saying, you know, in the press conference, we're gonna score seventeen points, I ended up scoring only uh thirteen, fourteen points. Um, you know, think about that game. Think about um think about uh I'm trying to think off the top of my head uh not Seattle Seattle and New England were evenly matched um trying to think of a Super Bowl where the where the better team didn't win I mean the Eagles going up against the patriots i mean they I mean they both were the number one seeds. Uh, they both were the number one seeds, but the Eagles were were tremendous underdogs throughout their entire playoff run. They ended, up, you know, they beat the big bad Patriots. So, so the point I'm trying to make is the best team on paper heading into a Super Bowl doesn't always win. Doesn't it? It's it, 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 it's it's momentum. It's is it their time? And it's who's playing better football at that point in period of time? And it's you know, God plays in the games. As Mad Dog says all the time, God plays in the games, and you know, I understand Stafford long suffering with Detroit and everything else. But you know, the Rams, they you know, they kind of bought the team. They kind of like bought trying to buy them, ally in the NBA, trying to buy themselves a championship. Stick a bunch of superstars on a team and hope it sticks, and hope that they get a Super Bowl out of it. Um, I'm not also in love with, uh, not in love, I can't stand him, Stan Kroenke, how he screwed over the city of, uh, city of St. Louis and now wants the NFL owners to pay his legal fees after screwing, uh, St. Louis out of their team. I can't stand Stan Kroenke as far as I can throw him. Not to mention, I guarantee has probably something to do why these Super Bowl ticket prices cost as much as, uh, as some of y'all's next mortgage uh, house payment. Uh, so Stan Cronky is a turn off. Um, you know, Stafford, I don't want Stafford's first year with the Rams win a championship. I mean, yeah, they find that a little, uh, angle to root against. Um, uh, and also again, God bless his wife with the, with the brain cancer bout, but not one of my favorite, uh, you know, sports wives in the world to put it to you that way to put it to you kindly. Uh, and I just, again, Bengals time, you know, I'm so, so I, I heard it all week long on Twitter, sports talk, sports talk radio shows about how it's the rant, how the Rams are, this game's not going to be close. The Rams are so much better than Bengals. Aaron Donald, uh, Aaron Donald, I'm going to have a field day, Bengals offensive line stinks, their magic ride stops here. It's the Rams, this Rams, that Rams, Rams, that. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of hearing it. I'm sick of listening to it. And I, quite frankly, I don't care. I do not care because you know why? It's the Bengals time. And it's the Cincinnati Bengals time. Time. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs twice at Paul Brown Stadium at Arrowhead. Double digit deficits both times and both occasions in the same month to win the division to win the conference. They took down the number one seed Tennessee Titans, take it for what it's worth. They swept their division opponents that's done nothing but kick their tail for the better part of the last five plus seasons or so of the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. They won their division. They won their division. Joe Burrow is the real deal. Nothing phases him. Nothing bothers him. He he is unfazed and unrattled by any big game, any big time moment, any big time spotlight that 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 that, that he and his team uh, finds themselves in. They they have full fledged confidence in each other in themselves in their coaching staff and vice versa. They hold each other accountable they 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 love that under they love playing with that underdog mentality that nobody believes in us nobody thinks we're any good nobody thinks you know that that we belong they they they, they Internalize that, and the you, and that's the fire that they light underneath their butts to go out there and, and 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 kick tail every single Sunday out of this season. This defense, not a great defense, but it's a very good defense, opportunistic defense, pass rush. of Sam Harvard and Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson have been absolutely off the charts. B.J. Hills done a hell of a job stepping up for Larry Ogunjobi, who they've had to play the last two games without. Um, and then of course the safeties, Von Bell, Jesse Bates, could not have picked a better time to play the best football of the season. They've been absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Awuzie has played has played good football, and although Eli Apple has made me nervous and has gotten has had his moments where he's gotten. Where he's gotten burnt like uh, burnt like my toast when I make it for breakfast. You know I have a toaster in my house, so I have to. So whenever I want toast for breakfast, I gotta put two pieces of bread and put the oven on 550 broiled in order to give me some toast. And you know there are times where I totally forget that I put it in there. I leave the room. I get sidetracked. That I go back to the. I go back two slices of bread. The two slices of br- of bread are pitch black and sometimes Eli Apple you know is that uh, is that burnt black toast personified and then you know and then of course he makes plays like you saw against Kansas City at the end of the first half and makes and makes the tackle of Tyreek Hill close out the second quarter which totally uh, changed the momentum and shifted the uh, the, t- the tides in the game 2 weeks ago so it's just, it, it, I love this football team. I love the fact that, that they don't quit. They don't give up on each other. They don't give up on themselves. They fight and they scratch and, and, and claw and gnaw until the final whistle, until the clock gets triple zeros. They got tremendous grit, tremendous fight, mentally and physically tough football team. I, I just, I, I love this team. And Zach Taylor, I call for, I got to apologize. It, he is. He is. He. He's. A, he's a captain that's stirring the ship. He is. I guarantee you. He pre. Everything that I had just mentioned just now. He, I guarantee you. He. He's preaching that to these guys and has preached it to them all season long. And these guys have a mindset that they belong and that they are and that they belong playing in this game and that they have what it takes to be Super Bowl champions. I love that about this squad. I app. Absolutely love it. It's our time. Simply the full-fledged Jai Shields, the podcaster, has left the building. Jai Shields, the longtime die-hard, lifelong Cincinnati Bengals fan, is out in full force. It's our time. I don't care about Aaron Donald. I don't care about Von Miller. I could care less about Cooper Cup, uh, McVay, Matthew Stafford. Don't care. I do not care. I'm sick of hearing about how great. The, I'm sick of hearing about how great the Rams are. I'm sick and tired of hearing how how talented they are, about how they have all these superstars and all pros on the team. About you know it's the quote unquote the Rams time because of Matthew Stafford and dealing with the with the garbage that he had to put up with in Detroit. I'm sick of hearing it. Sick. Sick and tired. I'm done. I'm done. Sick. I'm sick of hearing. I was quiet all week long. I'm done. I'm done because it's our time. I don't care about the Rams and all their accomplishments and the players that and the other. Respect them, yes. Are they a good football team? Yes. Are they going to be an easy? Are they going to be an easy team to beat? No, they are not. But I'm sick of hearing about them. And I guarantee you, every single last one of those players over there, over there, uh, in Los Angeles, within those four corners at their little uh, headquarters that over there in Los Angeles, near U, near uh, near UCLA, I guarantee you they're singing tired of hearing it too. It's our time. Our quarterback is a proven winner. He's got guts. Cool as the other side of the pillow. We've got a hell of a running back in Joe Mixon. All-pro wide receiver, rookie of the offensive and regular rookie of the, and overall rookie of the year, Jamar Chase. T. Higgins is no scrub, 1,000-yard receiver. And Tyler Boyd is one of the most underrated slot receivers in all of football. Throwing so the fact we got some playmakers on defense, and uh, and it's this team's time. And they're proven. They're not proven. They're uh, they're um, they're battle tested. AFC was AFC was a hell of a lot of harder conference to go through from the regular season of all through the playoffs than the NFC was. Had to play the had to play the Chargers. Kansas City ended up being twice because they play them in the playoffs. Play Kansas City twice. The Chargers albeit who they lost to. The 49ers, albeit who the Rams also play as well because they're in the same division, but they lost two, lost them in the overtime, took them, you know, they took them to the, uh, they took them to the final round. AFC North, uh, Screamy Yo, Pound My Chest, best, best the most competitive, rough, tough, and bad enough division in all of NFL football. Raiders, Raiders were a gritty-gutty football team who they had to play twice. Tennessee Titans are a gritty gutty team. They got the one. They were the number 1 seed heading into the playoffs for a reason. You know, th- this team's battle-tested. They may not have like that 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 they may not have that sexy look of the fact that of the fact that they aren't a high, that they weren't a high-seeded team when the playoffs began and that they don't have a sexy-looking regular season record, you know, 10 and, se- 10 and 7, 10 and 6 doesn't look as doesn't look as nice on paper as uh as you know, twelve and five or thirteen and four or fifteen or uh fifteen and two, but they're deserving to be playing in this game. They had to work to win the AFC. Hardest, most competitive I've ever I've ever seen this conference. In all of my years of watching NFL football, they deserve to be here and it's their time. It's their time. You might, you know, you might say that that on paper they might not be as good as the Rams. I don't care. It's our time. My Cincinnati Bengals are gonna go out there Sunday afternoon and win their first ever NFL slash Super Bowl championship in the history of the franchise. Write it down. I am more confident as a fan, diehard fan heading into this game than I was against the Chiefs two weeks before, the Titans three weeks before, and the uh and the um Raiders four weeks four weeks ago. I'm that confident because this team's battle-tested. Team's battle-tested, it's hungry, and they're ready. Bring it on, Super Bowl 56. Let's go. My Cincinnati Bengals. Who they say gonna beat them Bengals? Let's get it. Thank you for listening to the Super Bowl Weekend edition of the Amatella Akatelius podcast. If you like what you heard new to the program, please do not hesitate to subscribe. Follow your boy on Twitter at Amatella underscore Akatelius and the show on Instagram at Amatella underscore podcast. Enjoy Super Bowl 56, everybody. The grand finale of the 2021 NFL season. I will recap it all for you next week. Y'all stay safe. Take care. See ya.